0: Welcome back to episode 112 of The Warrior's Den with the local Vancouver YouTuber Hafu Go. Now a note before I get started, I apologize for the lack of content lately. However, my firstborn son was born three months early and that kind of threw things off and will actually Prevent me from putting out the kind of content and frequency that I used to. However, I'll still be putting out content. But don't worry, my son is doing great and he is at home, as we did have to spend about two months in the hospital. So for those wondering where all the content was, that is what happened. Anyways, back to this episode with YouTuber Hafu Go. Now, a few months ago, he reached out to me and asked me to do a Krav military Kramaga episode on his YouTube channel, which I, of course, obliged. And we did, ended up doing a 24-hour military-style Kramaga boot bootcamp for him. Quite literally, 24 hours. If you've never seen Hafu Go, that's okay. I'm myself not big on YouTube, but when I checked out his channel, I was like, oh, this is pretty good content. So I put together his 24-hour bootcamp challenge. If you want to check out Hafu Go's... YouTube channel, you can check it out on Hafu Go on YouTube. Here it is. You can check it out there. You can also check out him on Instagram
1: at Hafu Go.
0: Now, just to give you a sneak peek of the episode, you can hear what he had to say when I asked him what advice he would have for new YouTube. So check that out.
2: Just do it. Just do it. Cliché question, cliché <laughs> answer. No, um, I'll get more specific. Um, what advice? I think, I don't think, okay, my advice is I think your first 20 videos are going to be bad. That's my advice.
1: But- Just
0: do it. Probably one of the best slogans ever made by any corporation, ever. Also, embrace the suck that was some good advice often people don't like to fail and look bad and he said you know your first 20 videos are going to be terrible now in this episode we actually go through the youtube video a little bit and talk about sort of director's cut style so when you get to the part where we're discussing the video itself of us doing the kramaga challenge sorry to the audio only listeners but you may need to pull up the video on spotify or on youtube or rumble the links will, of course, be put in the show notes. I had actually a wonderful time filming this. It's not often I get to do a challenge like this. And when Hafu Go actually reached out, to Hafu, his name's Hafu, button. Right? Hafu Go uh, reached out to us. He had just under five hundred thousand subscribers on his YouTube channel. and as I'm recording this now, he's got almost uh, almost eight hundred forty thousand. So he's doing really well. and, don't forget after uh, listening to this episode, go watch the episode called "Surviving Twenty Four Hours with a Kramaga Master." Note: I am not a master. That was done for marketing purposes for uh, his YouTube channel, the algorithms. I also wrote a blog post explaining: that. Do not call me a master. I am just John. I train Kramaga. If anything, I am a master at is actually teaching Kramaga. But I am by no means a master of anything. So.
3: Thank you for listening to the Warrior's Den podcast. This podcast is brought to you by Urban Tactics Kramaga, turning lambs into lions since 2013. If you like this podcast and our content, make sure you support us in the many various ways you can. The easy and free ways start with liking, subscribing, following, and leaving a positive review wherever you may be listening or watching. You can also follow us on social media, on Facebook, Instagram at Urban Tactics Kramaga, and Twitter at Urban Tactics KM. You can also follow us on YouTube and Rumble and Urban Tactics Kramaga. Another great way to support this podcast, as well as our other content, is to check out our blog at www.utkamblog.com. Here you can check out our weekly curriculum, our various blog posts, and general ideas about Kramaga and self-defense. For those of you feeling generous, you can also click on the Support Us tab and send donations our way so we can continue providing the awesome content you love. And for those who would like a little more for their money, you can check out www.utkmu.com and learn Kramaga and self defense online as we teach it at our school. You can check out the various levels of curriculum with monthly or annual subscriptions and learn Kramaga so that you too can walk in peace. Small disclaimer UTKMU is meant to supplement your regular Kramaga self defense or martial arts training in person with qualified instructors and is not a substitute for in person real training. And for those of you who want to look as good as I know you feel, you can always check out www.utcamshop.com, where you can check out and buy the latest UTKM merch from us. Warning, wearing UTKM merch will not turn you from a lamb to a lion. To start your transformation from lamb to lion, you must start your training journey today. Stay consistent and never give up wherever you may be. Side effects of wearing UTKM merch may be chronic bouts of kicking ass, feeling good, and learning to walk in peace. And of course, if you are in the Metro Vancouver area, come train with us in person. Sign up at www.urbantacticskm.com. I would love to help you on your journey from lamb into lion. And now, back to the episode. Krav Maga is not just a self-defense system. It is a way of life. Warriors Den is a podcast for Kravists, Fighters, martial artists, warriors, politicians, and general citizens. Consider this. The society that separates scholars from its warriors will have its thinking done by cowards and its fighting done by fools. Didi, your host, Jonathan Fader, talks to guests in an open and uncensored format about their fights, their philosophies, and their lives. No topic is taboo, and the conversation may start in one place and end in another. As the quote suggests, you cannot separate the warrior from the politics and the world around them, as a true warrior must be a student in all forms of art and science.
2: You're listening to The Warrior's Day, Day. brought to you by
3: Urban Tactics Krav Maga, turning lambs into lions.
0: Okay, I am here with Hafu of Hafu Go, the YouTuber. How are you today? I'm very good. Very good. Very excited
2: to be here. Awesome.
0: More excited than doing the
2: 24-hour challenge with me. (laughs) That was a pain. (laughs) That was more nervous energy. This is like excitement, happiness.
0: Excitement. Yeah, Yeah, I'm sure you didn't know it was going to hit you. So for those who don't know, we did a uh, 24-hour challenge. For Kramaga military boot camp, but before we get into that, I wanted to kind of get to know you a bit better, and let's start with the easy or complicated, depending how you want to answer it. You're a YouTuber who has recently uh, been quite successful, and that's like every queen's teenager's dream nowadays. <laughs> how do you get into YouTube as a
2: YouTuber? Um. Hmm. How far back do you want to go? As far back as you want to go. You know what? Actually, as a kid, when I first moved to Canada, um, I had a couple friends on my street. And then what we would do is like, this was when YouTube was just starting to become popular. And in my elementary school, like everybody was watching these couple channels. They were watching Nigahiga, they were watching Smosh, and they were watching sometimes like, kev jumba or fred so everyone would be able to like quote youtube videos and we would like reenact youtube videos just yeah. for fun right yeah now and, stop you
0: there for a second how old are you now
2: i was like maybe like um
0: grade five six grade five and you are how old now
2: i am 24 24 okay because i don't know any of them <laughs> Yeah, yeah yeah it was like just the beginning days but like i think everyone yeah. in my era would know those names yeah yeah i'm sure they would yeah they were like the original top youtube youtubers
0: back when like no they, one knew they, what they were number they were doing. one number two on
2: youtube <laughs> when youtube first started
0: yeah back when you made the real money right <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah um so so i was like oh i'm kind of interested in this i made like it was just for fun right like i recorded a couple lip sync videos that was popular Mm. back then you'll never find it on youtube
0: (laughs) Uh, um... you've buried them like all the dead
2: bodies right (laughs) yeah it was like lip syncing to like taylor swift and Sojo boy And then um, we made, like, a couple comedy sketches just following the footsteps of what we were watching. But that was just, like, for fun, right? It wasn't, like, anything serious. It was just, like, just to pass the time. And when I actually got serious into YouTube is in university. Mm. So I didn't do anything in between that. Um, But in university, I started making these, like, college vlogs. Yeah. And that was when college vlogs was just starting to pop off. Right. Yeah. I it was just like a trend. Um, it started with John fish, who is like a computer science major from Harvard and his mm. day in the life video got around 10 million views. Yeah. So that was when everybody in college was like, oh, wow, people actually care about my life, even though it's like super monotonous, super boring. Like people actually want to watch it. Um, so, yeah, I, I hopped on that trend and caught the like tailwind of that trend. Mm. And that's when I first like started making videos consistently.
0: Yeah. Because if I go on your channel, that's like all you, you went to like what, Harvard and, and all those major MIT, UCLA, I can see Stanford.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. 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 Because my university, I went to University of British Columbia. It's like ranked like, I don't know, like top 30 in the world, something like yeah. that. But it yeah. doesn't pull in the views like Harvard or MIT or Stanford does, you know?
0: Yeah, it's known for the... It's a very boring school, very non-party school.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it's nice. I, I, the campus is nice.
0: Oh, yeah, campus is beautiful. It's like huge parks and lots of walking space and bike space. And uh, back in the day when I was younger, there used to be a stretch along Southwest Marine or, or wherever where there was no light. And le- I'm not saying I did this, but back then it was one of the few places in the city where you could get a car to go, I don't know, like 200 kilometers an hour without any lights and the long stretch. It used to be good for that. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, back uh, when the car, car street culture was a thing. Now, now your generation killed it. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, so starting with the campus things, how long did you do the campus crawls, if you would call it, whatever you want to call it, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, campus crawl was the series of um was the name of my campus stores I just branded it as campus mm, crawl, kind of yeah. like pub crawl, bar crawl, campus crawl. And it had the cc which is kind of like a it's called alliteration or something like that, you yeah, know? The yeah. two C's, right? Um, so yeah. Uh, I did that for like, like around three years, two or three years. So I started when I was in about third year of university. And then mm-hmm. I continued that until like a year after I graduated. Yeah. So yeah. three years around there.
0: Three years ago or just three years total? I did it for, like I did the college stuff for, for okay. three years. Yeah, that must have been hard, like going to actual classes and doing that. How were your grades, Hafu? Huh,
2: <laughs> you know, um one thing about university, I think that my perspective was different from my peers is like I went in and I said to myself, grades don't matter for university. Yeah. Um, yeah. but in in high school, grades really matter, right? Like yeah. I got like 95, 96% average in high school. And that's mm. why I was able to get in like UBC. But then once I got in, I knew that I never wanted to study like master's programs or anything yeah. like that. So grades were only important for selecting the major that I wanted. Mm. So I had to meet a 76% cutoff to yeah. be able to select any major I wanted. Yeah. So that's what I got. And I was basically, it's like, after that I get that, sense. extra grades don't matter to me. I'd rather get the um, extracurricular experiences Hmm. and invest my time there. Then invest my time into like getting higher grades. Now,
0: how does your mother feel about that?
2: i don't think she cared
0: like they were surprised that i even got
2: into university
0: very supportive i see um no it's like i when i went to university i was like that i went in when i was older actually like i dropped out because i just couldn't deal i was much older than everyone and i just couldn't deal with it i went back and finished my associates but i would tell people as someone who'd been to the army and had done some things like you're here to learn and employers don't care about your grades most of the time. So, if it's more important that you have a good learning experience and develop your mind than the grades, but so many students are still stuck in the
2: I need good yeah. grades.
0: But it's like, if that's you don't what know what you've you're doing,
2: been like taught all yeah. this time, right? And it's yeah. just easier to continue thinking that way than try to like find something to do outside of study.
0: Yeah. Which lucky for you, you've been quite, quite successful now.
2: And how, uh, it was like one of my experiments. I tried a lot of different yeah. things and just, yeah, you, kind of like stuck with me because I liked the creative process and I saw that there was like long term business potential as well. Mm-hmm.
0: What was your major? I, I study marketing, marketing, so it's it's correlated like what you're doing now.
2: But like... you want to know the reason why I study marketing? Sure, because. I thought it would be the easiest major <laughs> for me to <laughs> like basically gloss over. So I have more time outside of class to do other things. And was it? Yeah, it was pretty easy.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All the marketing kids are like, ah. Yeah, I mean, marketing is in many ways about sales and sales in many ways is about charisma and personality and sometimes, you know, sometimes misdirecting people. I never watched the show Mad Men. Did you ever see it?
2: Oh, yeah. I love that show.
0: Yeah, of course you would. Yeah. Like, apparently, those guys are actually the, the, the real people, not the show. Is like, they invented modern marketing. Like, there was no such thing as marketing before those guys. Mm-hmm. So, it's, like, interesting how they go from that. And then it just turns into, if you can't, marketing ad dollars is, like, the core of all money-making nowadays, like, on the internet. Like, a huge percentage of it. Right. To yeah. the point where if, it's, if you can't, they're starting to do pay, either paywall or that. Because nobody knows, like, how, uh, how to make money other than market and sell advertising or paywall. Like, nobody's figured out the alternative yet.
2: Right. Well, right. yeah,
0: I guess. Unless you have any ideas. Did you learn any
2: marketing tips that you could... Uh, I mean, if uh, you're categorizing marketing as the sale of any product, then... Yeah. Like, that's basically how you make it money anyway <laughs> right like yeah, yeah you gotta sell stuff to make money so it was an easy major then. <laughs> it was it was very easy so, um, um we had like these final presentations that would be worth up to like 30 percent of our total grade yeah and um a lot of it was like obviously there was like a write-up attached to the presentation but the presentation itself was worth a lot as well Mm. and i'm like decent at talking so like basically i got pretty good grades for on on all those classes
0: you do realize in like a few years they'll probably call you back as like an alumni is, look at the successful marketing student who marketed themselves and you're like
2: eh. <laughs> it was all and then they're gonna dig up this podcast <laughs> and then they're like ah oh, never mind we're canceling the invite
0: yeah no i'm sure they'll be it'll be great The moving on from the campus stuff though what was your next sort of
2: phase from the from the college so um actually i was a little confused right because like Mm. i graduated i was still making like college and then transition to a little bit like of study tips productivity tips Mm. and then that was during covid as well so i couldn't travel anywhere either so i couldn't do my like campus tours that was Mm. like the fun part of it but um so i was just like sitting in my room and talking to myself and that felt really boring real quick yeah i i did that for about like six months and i was like this like this is pretty like pretty boring i i want i want to kill myself um i can relate
0: for sure i tried doing (laughs) solo i do solo podcasts once in a while and it's just it's like uh, because then you actually got to do research and you have to have all your notes up and you got to make sure you get it yeah, And it's just not as fun as, like, doing some interactive.
2: And also, just, like, the content didn't excite me, you know? Like, yeah. and like how much can you talk about productivity? Because if you talk too much about productivity, it becomes unproductive. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's like a paradox of some yeah. sort, you know? How um, many
0: how-to videos do you need to watch before you get off the couch and do
2: something? Right? Yeah. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, so from there, I, I took a little break and then I was just like brainstorming stuff that I wanted to make just for the sake of making stuff. Yeah. Um, and then um, I, there was always one idea that I wanted to do ever since mm-hmm. I was little. And it's, I wanted to train with a Shaolin Kung Fu master. Mm-hmm because growing up i watched this tv show on in china it was called journey to the west Mm -hmm. and basically it's like about a monk trying to get like the scriptures from heaven and then they have to traverse through like a lot of monsters and like a lot of land in order to get there and then like basically there was like Kung Fu. There was like magic. There was all this stuff, and so like yeah. the main character is like the Monkey King. So he yeah. knows all this Kung Fu and stuff. So I found that really cool. Yeah. Um, so I always I always wanted to like train um, Kung Fu just just for fun, right? And it just so happened that one of my friends messaged me because um, she like saw that I wanted to do this thing, and she mm-hmm. said like, "There's actually a Shaolin monk in Vancouver. Well, in Richmond." Yeah. And basically, I reached out, and that was, like, what I made after, um,
0: after the college stuff. And that's, that's, like, your big breakout video. It's got, like, 4 million views now or something.
2: Yeah, I mean, like, it was a series of videos. I yeah. think it was, like, six videos total. And totally, uh, they have, like, maybe, like, 30 million views.
0: That's pretty good.
2: Yeah, what, uh, it's what, insane. It's, like, the most I've ever had.
0: Why do you think that specific video took off so much is it just luck or did you do something specifically
2: um it was a lot of different things um i don't think it was luck because what i noticed is that um, when i was doing research i always do research before i make Uh. any video when i was doing research there were like a couple shaolin videos about Uh. like Shaolin monks training or like my life at Shaolin temple Mm. that had one was a documentary about eight minutes that Mm. one had like 10 million views and then the other one was about like a guy who went to train at Shaolin temple and that had like Mm. 7 million views Mm. but then there were only like a couple good videos on this topic so I saw that there was a lot of demand for this topic Mm. but not a lot of supply Mm. So I thought, okay, if I make a good video here in a format that was like specific to YouTube, mm. then that could have potential. Right. Because all the other formats, there were like like um like documentary style videos. I made it into like a challenge video, kind of like Mr. Beast type of like challenges. Yeah. So yeah. it was more consumable to like a wider audience. So that in combination with uh, high demand and low supply i think those made it like take off
0: that's i'm gonna come back to bite you in the ass with that comment shortly i'll remember it you'll see why. okay <laughs> the um but yeah i watched it and i wonder if it's like that they're very good and actually me watching that and some of your other martial arts videos i watched them and when uh, your producer saw contacted, contact i'm like how hard can i push hafu and i actually saw like oh I, I can. I think I can push him pretty hard because I saw what you had done in the previous videos. So I'm like, ah, I'll be able to do that to him. <laughs> <laughs> it's good. Yeah, that yeah. makes
2: for good content.
0: Yeah. Now I. I wonder, is it possible? Because uh, you spoke some Mandarin, I think, in in those videos. Is it the Chinese market
2: that helped as well, or is it just no, no, that I, I, algorithm? I, I, like YouTube banned in China. Oh, is it? Yeah, but you know, yeah. Chinese speaking
0: market then.
2: Um. No, I had like very low percentage of like Chinese comments. Okay, that's interesting.
0: So I guess just like the whole like movie ethos of Shaolin Monk and like Hollywoodization of it, it just boosted up in the algorithm also. Yeah, perhaps. probably. Yeah. 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 Was there any like specific things that you care to share about like the algorithmic
2: side of that or like
0: keywords? Because that seems to be a huge, huge part of the whole YouTube. Business right season.
2: like can you what do you mean by that like basically so like, like what makes a good youtube video type of thing
0: sure but like if if you're looking in there's not a lot of content per se other than documentary when you're doing your research to say for the shaolin video and you decide on a, a, a title or a specific what you include in it is there a specific me- like methodology you're going through, or is it algorithmic? Um, or just the metrics?
2: So the main metric for uh, YouTube videos is mm. uh, a thing called audience retention. Mm. So what audience retention means is basically, let's say you have a ten minute video, and you have an audience retention of fifty percent, and that yeah. means on average, a viewer watches 50% of your video. So that's five minutes. Yeah. So like the goal of a good YouTube video is to get that as high as, as possible, mm. right? So you've got 10 minute video, you want like 100%, which is 10 minutes, which is never possible, right? Yeah. Like 50% is already really good. 60% is like really, really good. 70 mm. and above is like top tier. Yeah. Yeah. So when
0: Mr. Beast gets people to watch like 30 minute, an hour long videos, he's like,
1: yeah exactly
2: um so that's the thing um so now the question comes back to like how do you increase audience retention Mm. and that is like a very complex question because it's the same as asking what makes a good movie right there's so many things you can do there's like lighting there's camera work there's scripts there's like all these different things that lead to a better movie also lead to better retention mm. but um, um one of the most important things in that is making each scene interesting mm. so basically if i'm doing like a challenge challenge i have to like make the challenges interesting right it can't just be like do push-ups or like go run right yeah. it has to be like more unique challenges that people haven't seen before yeah. And that is the part where we did a lot of research. I actually watched a lot of like Kung Fu videos and yeah. then I, like pulled the challenges from there. And that would confirm with Master Yandi, who was a monk He's like, is this something that you guys actually do? Mm. And can we do this?
0: Mm. Yeah. It's interesting. Yeah. Cause uh, so moving in then, what did you research or look at prior to training with me? This is what I'm really interested in. <laughs> um,
2: well, I, I saw on YouTube that there were a lot of business insider videos mm. about the military
1: mm.
2: and about army boot camps and about um like Navy boot camp. They're like every type of army squadron. They had mm. like a boot camp video and those videos would get like above 50 million views. Yeah and that was like really interesting and then i saw there was another channel that does like a similar type of videos as me um called michelle kerr um mm. she does like these challenges as well and then w- and whenever she did like fbi uh, boot camp or army boot camp they would get like 10 million views as well so i thought okay maybe like this is like a really high demand topic and obviously it's not easy to like get access to the army or whatever yeah. right so um so that's what
0: Yeah, because like you know how they say never look at the comments. I was looking at some of the comments. I actually think your the comments were very supportive of you. I thought they were quite funny, but the one or two comments were like, that's not really a boot camp. And they're technically right, because what you did with me was more of a Kramaga military boot camp than right, uh, right, right. like a military focused boot camp. I yeah. can always do a military focused boot camp with you. Another time, that will take more training, more planning, though. <laughs> mm, I see. Yeah. Uh, we would have to go out in like the middle of nowhere to do that properly. But because uh, your, your producers are sort of organized with it. And my specialty isn't really military stuff. I can do it. It's Krav Maga. Mm-hmm. So what did, what did you know of Krav Maga before you came in? Or did you only research military stuff, per se?
2: Um, I knew a little about Krav Maga, not too much. I, I just knew that it was, like, for self-defense. And I had, like, yeah. a friend in university who was in the Krav Maga club at UBC. Mm. So, like, she would sometimes, like, talk about, like, Krav Maga stuff. Yeah. But, like, I, I didn't know too much. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's, that's very common. That's why I made the comment earlier about it's
2: going to come back to bite in your ass
0: because if you look up Krav Maga online, there's actually not that much good quality content publicly available. And you didn't put Krav Maga in the title. <laughs>
2: yeah, maybe, I, maybe I'll maybe i consider changing it because it's not doing so hot right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah, if you put like surviving 24 hours of military Krav Maga training, it's mm. a bit more representative of what we did. Um, but with that being said, you know, that's a technical communication, whatever. How did you enjoy... The, and for those who saw the video and it was edited down to 20 minutes, who actually did 24 hours, if not a little bit longer. Uh, and just so you know, we were actually all very impressed with you and how you performed for someone with little to no experience. So you should feel proud for sure. Thank you. Uh, how was that? And I do want to go through the video sort of and, and break it down. But before we show people, how, how was that for you? like? go into detail the, right. the blood um, the sweat the tears
2: <laughs> <laughs> it was it was intense man um it was a lot it was pro it, it was the single hardest challenge i've done for my youtube videos yeah good um, yeah <laughs> and it was like a lot more than what i was expecting i was expecting like uh, decent hard but mm-hmm. like w- the hardest part about it was just like the non-stop exercises because yeah. we we would basically like do how many do we do like we did like s- like six full-on cardio and strength like workouts in like 24 hours
0: yeah mostly body weight so it's okay but uh yeah, but it was because... like
2: intense and it was like explosive yeah. and it, it was like a lot more cardio than i'm used to
0: yeah it's not well it's both anaerobic and cardio it's more just like you know the saying have you ever heard the military
2: saying embrace the suck
0: yeah yeah and it's kind of what it is it's it eventually it's just so like brutal the the earlier you can accept that this is just what's going on the happier you'll be versus if you're like, this is terrible. I can't keep doing it. Granted, you knew this is over tomorrow. This is over in a few hours, which makes it a lot easier.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, but like what you, what I made you do, I guarantee you a lot of people would quit on me.
2: Right. I can't quit after you finish yeah. making the video. Yeah. <laughs> that's also like added motivation.
0: Yeah. Well, there's that. Yeah. I need the footage. You know, if that's your motivation, then great. But it- it would be very easy for a YouTuber to be like, listen, could you like make it easier for the next 10 hours? And <laughs> like, uh, I can't do that because you came in and you're like, I want to do like a drill surgeon thing. And I'm like, OK, I, I mean, I can do that. But <laughs> as you as you got to know, I'm not really someone who like screams at people at the top of my lungs. I but as you've learned, I don't need to do that to push you to your limits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's true. Did you what's the one thing that you learned that was like I'm so happy I learned that like
1: stuck with you?
2: I think it was um I think the main thing I learned is that I'm actually more physically capable than I thought I was. Mm. And every time that I felt Like, at the end of each exercise, I felt like I'm completely drained. I have nothing left to give. And then an hour later, we do, like, another exercise of the same, like, intensity. But I'm still able to get through it. Yeah. So, like, it's like, was that really the end of my capabilities? No, right? Because I was able Mm -hmm. to do another exercise. Mm So, it just kept going on and on like that, like, just over and over again
0: yeah this is where the internet's probably gonna get mad at me i totally agree with you but it's like yeah do you know who david
2: goggins is at all
0: yeah 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 (laughs) so like props to him people like him like they drive me nuts a little bit because they sell something that while true and extremely motivational and positive to a lot of people is actually very dangerous because like in his case, he's a former Navy SEAL and he run, runs ultra marathons. And if you read his book, he talks about it a little bit, but he has like three failed marriages. You know, mm-hmm. the Navy SEALs actually don't like him very much because he's not a team player. He had a heart attack during a marathon, like he's wrecking himself physically. And so this idea that, oh, if you believe you can do is, in my opinion, a bit of a marketing thing. Now, the truth is that I think is that most people nowadays live such sedentary lifestyles, they don't know what they're capable of. So it is true. You don't know until you try. You don't Mm -hmm. know what your limits are until you've pushed yourself and found out what your limits are. Because a lot of people might find out, oh, I'm a lot more athletic than I thought I was if you try. And then other people like myself is, you know, to the average office worker who doesn't exercise at all. They're like, oh my God, John's such an athlete. And I'm like, oh my God, no, I just made a healthy lifestyle. Have you seen athletes? I'm not an athlete. And I know this because I, when I was younger, I tried to get into special forces. I came nowhere near the requirements physically. Uh, And there were some other issues, but I'm like, if that's their expectations physically in the Israeli military, I'm like, that would kill me. And I had friends in like black ops units telling me uh, what they had to do physically. And I'm like, yeah, that would kill me. That would physically kill me. And they're like, someone, some people like David Gargan would be like, no, 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 you just need to believe. And it's like, no man, that would kill me. Do you know how I know? Because I did infantry training and that was fucking hard. And I could barely keep up with people. So I know what my limits are. I know what I'm capable of. I know what I can push myself to. I'll do it if I have to, but I'm not an athlete and I don't enjoy it. So in your case, you probably just were never pushed your whole life physically. And now you're learning, oh, I'm a lot more capable than I thought I was. And that's great. Because now you you can keep going and keep pushing until you learn really what your limits are. Like I know for me i can go hard like what we did 24 hours to be honest i'm getting older and i'm not an athlete i had to sleep for like two days after that how did you how did you feel and i wasn't
2: even doing half the stuff that you did just the staying up how how did you um i mean the day after i hopped on a plane and went to toronto though (laughs) so (laughs) I, i was like i don't know like was, you're still young I, yeah. I i couldn't really differentiate if it was jet lag or it was a tiredness yeah. from the training i could no i didn't know yeah yeah but, um, and that's yeah, age i was also. tired for a little bit yeah
0: yeah when you get older and i like i'm not that old i'm like 35 but it, it you'll start to hit this point where you can't do that all the time so now's the time to like push yourself to your physical limits and 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 build yourself up to sort of like a higher baseline So that when you get older, it's a lot easier. Like I started really late. I started martial arts when I was like 20. And I regret not doing it a lot earlier. uh, 20 is late? I mean, for, for me, like as someone who loves it, everyone who starts and falls in love with it is almost always says, I wish I did it earlier. So 20 is not late. I have students that start in their 50s and it's great but then you always get but what would those extra like
2: five years so let's say you start at 15 or whatever what would those extra five years give you a lot
0: so like for example as i mentioned i have a i have a newborn right now and he's in the hospital doing well for anyone listening um so basically i haven't been able to train at all minus a few right. like minor workouts in my home gym but i can't do jiu-jitsu right now I'm, i am to have time to teach a little bit when you're a kid and you really don't have any responsibilities other than school. Let's say you have parents that support your extracurricular extracurricular activities and they're like, I'm going to take you to school. And then after school, you're going to do your martial arts for two hours a day. And you're doing like five hours or five days a week, six days a week, two, three hours a day, which a lot of kids do if they love it. You know, that 10,000 hour rule of quality, uh, time at that kid you're you don't have adult distractions you may not even be chasing girls yet at that age and you're just focusing on that and school now if you have school plus one activity you're really focusing on the amount of quality training you're getting in is far more time than a lot of adults can manage in our increasingly busy schedule Mm. the same could be for anything like if you start an instrument when you're young well, by the time you're twenty, you've probably mastered it. You've achieved mastery. So I'll use the analogy of uh, martial arts. Now, depending on the martial arts, because the martial arts world likes to pick on certain martial arts, but objectively, if you got any black belt in less than five years, it's not really a black belt. It just it can't it can't be, as far as like what you would expect skill level to be. Now, belts are relative, and they're not an indication of skill, but that's a long time to get that level on average as an adult i'm gonna use jiu because the jiu-jitsu ranking brazilian jujitsu ranking is a little bit more consolidated globally than krav maga krav maga is kind of all over the place on average a casual black belt is getting there as an adult between 8 to 15 years
2: really well
0: wow. yeah because I have kids, I have work, I have you know other obligations. And the casual adult black belt is usually more in the 12 to 15 years. Like I've been doing Brazilian Jiu Jitsu for 12 years and I'm brown belt, one below black belt. Mm. Versus the kid who did any skill, music, piano, you know, guitar, uh, ed- video editing, YouTubing. You just put those hours in with less distractions. You don't have to worry about bills, whatever you're going to get the iterations in to such a high level like in competitive brazilian jiu-jitsu the kids who are like 18 nowadays who started when they're 5 are mm-hmm. a thousand times better than the black belts 15 years ago because they have so much so much like practice in right if, if that, makes like that. that makes sense that makes sense um now your other youtube videos in you started exploring you did the Shaolin one and I saw you did a little bit of jujitsu and you did what else did you
1: do? Um
2: what else did we do? Um did a bunch of like fitness challenges just like at home. Um uh, let's see what else did we film with like other people? I don't um, play. <laughs> oh, uh I trained uh MMA with uh
0: Bibiano, right? Bibiano, yeah. How is that? He's uh, he he was a world champion. He's still, I mean, in our hearts, he's still a world champion. But he was a one, one fight champion, world champion. How was that? Um, that was fun. Uh, yeah.
2: it, it like, it was a mutual friend that connected us. So yeah, it was, it was like a pretty chill film thing. Um, it was just like chill. <laughs> yeah, it was just like a class. It, we didn't really, like, I didn't fight him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: I could barely fight him he'd probably I've heard I, I've, not, I've never had the opportunity to train with him but I have lots of friends who train with him and they're just like man that guy is a monster and he's like 40. <laughs> yeah
2: yeah he's yeah. very fit um oh yeah but it was yeah. like he, he basically like the video was just like um uh we had we had like four friends and yeah. two of us were trained by Bibliano, and then the mm. other two were trained by um Josh who was a yeah. kickboxer. Josh Trancy. Uh, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. Josh, also Josh. a world champion kickboxer. Yeah. yeah so we were like basically doing like a matchup there <laughs> so <laughs> I, we didn't fight the pros we just fought each other
0: which is probably appropriate <laughs> yeah yeah because in in the jiu-jitsu when you got tapped out in like 30 seconds right exactly exactly he was being nice <laughs> yeah 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 so training all these martial arts uh which one's
2: your favorite so far or which one do you
0: want to train more of
2: um i do see a lot of similarities between Mm. all this stuff um uh, the favorite Hmm. i won't take it personally (laughs) i honestly I, i would say i don't i don't particularly I don't particularly enjoy jujitsu. It's a little too hmm. much choking for me. Too much choking. <laughs> yeah. Like my throat hurt for like yeah. a week afterwards. Well,
0: I'll tell you, I kramaga training, depending on who you train with, it'll feel like that too. I have one instructor. I couldn't talk for a week after training with him. Um, but jiu-jitsu is actually a tough one because it takes like, it usually takes six months for people to like, okay, I love this because it's so complex compared to mm. some of the other stuff and yes you I can definitely
2: see how like people can really dig into it it's kind of yeah. like a little chess game right yeah. it's also strategic as well in addition yeah. to like physical challenges yeah
0: oh yeah I love I like I tell people uh my passion is Krav Maga, my love is jiu-jitsu like I love right. love
2: love jiu-jitsu jiu-jitsu is your like side bay
0: <laughs> yeah basically <the> side <laughs> yeah and in between some of these martial arts videos, you did stuff like "I dated seven girls in seven days," <laughs> and 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 whatnot. Were were you these things that you just wanted to do, or things that you, you know, like those sort of random filler videos?
2: Um, that was a time where it was like trying to experiment with like different video topics and formats and stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was just like stuff I wanted to try. Um, I've always enjoyed watching dramas, uh, particularly mm-hmm. like Chinese or Korean dramas. Yeah. And always wanted to be the star of a Korean <laughs> drama show. So, you made but no one has invited me yet. So, I just <laughs> said, you know what? I'll just make my own Korean drama, basically. Yeah. I
0: mean, I thought those were pretty, like, I'm not a YouTube person, but like when, when you saw what reached out to me and was like, hey, you want to do it? And I'm like, okay, let's take a look. And I watched some of your videos. I thought they were fun. You're very yeah. entertaining, I think. Yeah. And, if and- I was into it.
2: <laughs> but uh, yeah, they were fun. Um, uh, a lot of technical challenges in terms of like scheduling the dates and stuff, but it was yeah. fun.
0: Scheduling is one of the hardest things to do in general, I think. Yeah. yeah. Well, what are your plans now? Like for your channel? Are you going to continue with the like martial arts trend or just go with whatever hits
2: um well uh, let's all so, like focus i'm not really like a martial arts channel i would say mm. um more of like a journal fitness challenge type of thing um so just like basically what we want to do is just like take on different challenges that push us beyond our boundaries go beyond right. you know um and fitness is a part of that. Martial arts could be a part of that. There could be like other challenges we come up with that could be a part of that. Maybe it's something that challenges us mentally or emotionally. Yeah. I don't know. Stuff like yeah. that. But in the short term, it's mostly fitness challenges. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You should uh when when well if you travel, you should see if you can travel. Uh oh, I am totally blanking on You should go down and train with uh Tim Kennedy down in Texas. Do you know who he is? No, what does he do? Tim Kennedy is like the craziest American guy. Former UFC fighter, former Green Beret, Army veteran. He runs Sheepdog Response, and he does. He's like American badass, like slash psycho, like fighter. He does all sorts of stuff like that. That would be super cool. Like go go find. Did you ever? Mm. Did you ever see? I I know you say you don't want to do martial arts per se, but did you ever see the show Fight Quest or Human Weapon?
2: It's getting pretty uh out of my domain no <laughs> out of your domain yeah so they were
0: like you may still be able to find them but they're like these these martial artists who went around the world to train with different martial artists and then they like looked up the top people in each field and like did all the challenge. very similar to what you did And you know it's like it was a long time ago like 15 20 years ago maybe i, think I was like i was barely born <laughs> barely born you're just a baby <laughs> yeah Showing my age, <laughs> and I wasn't
2: even in this country, so I don't think there was any way I could have seen those.
0: Yeah, no, but that would be cool, like, because if you like to travel, but and you like the challenges, just finding mm-hmm. like the top people in in the, all over the place in different. It's countries. called human but, weapon. Yeah, human weapon. I don't know if you find them on YouTube. Probably they're like bootleg versions, <laughs> because yeah, they were yeah. like originally on like the, the History Channel. They were really right. good, actually. It's actually. Because of those shows, I got into Kramaga. I, I uh, was watching them, and I saw like the Hardcore Challenge, and I was like, "I want to do that one day." Mm. And then I ended up going to Israel to join the military. I never traveled to do the other stuff, but it's like wow. it's 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 like a cool thing to do. I think
2: this is actually kind of similar to my YouTube video because they went to the Great Wall of China for one of the episodes.
0: Yeah, it's like cool. Like I find it fascinating that you had never heard of these and you didn't even know these things existed per se and then you came up with the same idea down the road and and often people forget like people can have the identical ideas without even knowing about the other thing right it, what was the other show called uh fight quest i okay. think yeah fight quest nice. i can't i liked one of them better than the other one uh because in one of them, the one of the hosts was kind of whiny and was just always complaining.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I will say both of them did a Krav episode. And in both mm. of them, like the the staff or the, the host said the Krav Maga episode was the hardest one they did. Because I feel like, oh. you know, editing magic, like you said, like, oh, training with Viviana. It's like, oh, we did a chill session, like, you know, a couple hours and then that's what they expect like even with these like karate masters they're like oh yeah we'll train for a bit then we'll meditate and sit and then we'll eat some rice and sit and then and then the krav maga ones are always like okay 24 hours let's go oh a week great you're not gonna stop let's go (laughs) (laughs) like that's the krav maga way
1: (laughs) Uh,
0: yeah so that's cool so you're just kind of gonna go with the flow i guess do you want to do youtubing for the rest of your life or is it like a temporary
1: thing
2: i would say youtube well at least some form of media will probably be a part of my life um for the rest of my life because i I like making content um making entertainment it's fun um and obviously i'll probably do more than just youtube Mm. it's like one thing i do like outside of youtube it's just like I, I always wanted to build businesses outside of youtube but yeah. use youtube like to funnel into the businesses like mr b is like he like mr b is actually pretty inspiring same with logan paul yeah. um because mr Beast like built adjacent businesses called like beast burger he has like mm. over a thousand restaurants they're virtual restaurants but yeah. still like a thousand locations delivering your food is pretty cool and then logan paul he has like so many different companies like he has yeah. like um his like marketplaces where you can trade collectibles he Mm -hmm. has like um prime which is like a gatorade competitor like that's the scale of things i want to do and that's like pretty pretty cool to me it sounds like it's
0: like you got to build the brand and then once you build the brand and have the followers then you can kind
2: of do whatever you want with it (laughs) right yeah i mean you don't have to do it that way Uh, because obviously you can just go into business what what they do is like they just have strategic partnerships mostly Mm. it's like someone else is actually running the business Mm. um, but they just promote it and maybe they give like creative guidance for like Mm. marketing and stuff like that Um, so you could be the person running it right you don't have to start being an influencer but the reason why I started making videos is because I actually like the process of making Mm. videos and I find that fun and I find that fulfilling. And I think right now, it's a really good way for me to learn things. Mm. I can try a lot of different things, record them, make, make them like a part of my job, make my personal growth, a part of my job while Mm. I try to figure things out and what business I want to build. And later I can go more into the business side.
0: Mm. Yeah. And you said the magic word influencer. Do you feel like you're an influencer yet? Or do you, you're like, uh,
2: uh-huh. um, I don't know. It's, it's just the term people use, but, um, I've never hosted like a live event. I think mm-hmm. if, after I've hosted a couple like live meetups <laughs> and if people show up, then I'll feel like an influencer. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell people move from here and go there or like do the Macarena with me and I've influenced them.
0: Well, you know, you oh, you know, reminds me. There's this UFC
2: fighter, Brendan Schaub.
0: Did you know? Mm. Have you ever heard of him?
2: Yeah, he's like on Joe Rogan's podcast. Yeah, he's
0: been on Joe Rogan. He's got his own podcast. He actually got so sick of working with the big networks, he just said, "Screw it, I'm creating my own entertainment company," so they can't like censor him and all that. Um, but he started doing that with uh, Tough Mudders. He like partnered with Tough Mudder, and then he does like the Big Thick Boy, which is his clothing company, like events. So like, because you mentioned you wanted to do. Like fitness stuff you could always it it wouldn't be very hard to work with somebody to do like a fitness challenge for your viewers you know start local and build it up and you can make it like we're gonna do it live when I do it here and then you have like other locations and stuff like that's you know, on the That'd line. Cool. Yeah, locally, I know tons. Of, I, I have one guy in mind I would I'll, I can tell you about afterwards and hook you up with that. I'm sure he would be more than happy to sort something like that out. But mm-hmm. like if that's sort of the direction you want to go, like, because that's one thing during the pandemic. I'm not going to get into that too much, but that I realized as someone who teaches like martial arts and health and wellness, just the complete and Utter lack of health and wellness messaging from our supposed leaders and about healthy living. Like they just don't want to touch this topic with like <laughs> a million-foot pole. And mm. so it's up to people, I guess, like you and me, to get the message: like, hey, live a healthy lifestyle. And if they look up to somebody like yourself or me or who at Brendan Shaw that will get them off the couch and be active, I think. That's far better leadership than anything these, these politicians do. Because Why do you think
2: they don't touch this topic? It doesn't seem like that sensitive of a topic.
0: Here's where I'm going to be the jerk. Fat people vote too. And mm. they don't want to hear that they're living a very unhealthy lifestyle. And it's not as bad in a place like Vancouver. But let's say American. Sorry to my American friends. And yes, America's where the money's at. When you have like a 40% or 50% obesity rate and then like a push to make obesity acceptable as like it's a good thing in a lot of circles, marketing as well, (laughs) and politicians, they tend not to ever want to answer that question. They'll deflect when it's just unquestionably like you cannot argue based on data, based on knowledge that eating well, like eating whole foods and an active lifestyle. It doesn't need to be an athletic active, just active mm-hmm. will make your life so much easier and better. And yes, it's a little bit of hard work, but you're looking at like all the tech guys. Now, all the tech guys except Elon Musk are getting in shape because they are realizing like, if I want to live longer, I have all this money and I want to live longer. I need to take care of my health. Right. Their talk. The tech guys are starting to talk about it. How, why why are the politicians not and and you know i personally don't like the fact that people vote for people who look completely unhealthy like i just i don't want that to be my leader you yeah. have you seen the clip of joe biden riding oh, yeah. the bike
2: that's oh, the yeah. funniest thing i've seen
0: that's <laughs> one of many one of many
2: <laughs> like he he stops, full stops on a bike, yeah. <laughs> just like casually, right? He's not even yeah. riding that fast. Full stops on a bike, yeah. and then he's already full stopped, yeah, and he tips over, yeah. For no reason.
0: <laughs> it's so funny and so sad. He's he's clearly not quite there in the head anymore, and it's like this is the guy they voted for. And I'm I, like, I want
2: to know uh, the additional context. Like, what happened there? Did he like have? Like oh, a,
0: he's a, just a man. He's just oh. old. He's just old. And, yeah. you know, I watched the video and he just like stopped. I looked like he put his foot on the ground and he fell over. And of course, like his media team, which is not great at their job, was like his pant leg got caught, his pant leg got caught. And it was like, OK, well, then who dressed him with pant legs that are going to get caught in the bike? Because, you know, they have bike clothes for that, right? Hmm.
2: And uh, by the way, his pant legs were not anywhere close to getting caught.
0: Did not look like it. He's just old, man. Like they were trying. And the funniest part about that is my understanding was they were trying to prove how young and in shape he is because (laughs) people are going after how old and unhealthy he is and how he shouldn't be president because he's not there. That's the most ironic thing I've ever heard. (laughs) It's, I thought it was hilarious. And, and there's, there's other things he's done that are just like, like facepalm. I don't have uh, a thing, but, you know, and, and, and as much as I dislike like our current Canadian prime minister, I will give him, and I really don't like him for a many reasons. I, do, I will give him respect for he actually lives a healthy lifestyle. I'll give him that. and Because and, on the topic of we're talking about this, is that I just want to see more people in leadership positions being physical you don't need to be climbing mount everest i don't even want to do that just say i go for walks every day i jog i bike i do this and and not because you're pushing some green new deal type uh, environmentalist thing but because you want to support healthy lifestyle living which will make it will actually help those other things that people like which aren't necessarily bad but i just think like the messaging is wrong like yeah. Eat well, live well, and you'll have a much better lifestyle. Uh, and I, you know, looking through the comments on your videos, some of the people are like, I did 100 push-ups because of that. And I mm. did, uh, you know, I, I decided to do something and, you know, for every, and you will get hate on the internet, we can talk about that. Uh, again the comments i saw were generally pretty positive on the video that you did with me but it's like those That yeah,
2: didn't go viral yet
0: yeah yet yeah it goes viral
2: <laughs> that's when you get the hate comments
0: put, put "Krab maga in the title i guarantee uh, you yeah I'll, it'll I'll it'll shift things
2: but uh, um i just want to touch uh, a little bit on the healthy t- topic um, yeah so i actually haven't been healthy my entire life like mm. when i was a kid and up until I was in first year of university. I was, like, the most unhealthy person ever. I, I, I would drink Coke, like, mm. a two-liter bottle of Coke in, like, a, I don't know, a couple of days. I would eat sugar. Like, I would, um, I would eat McDonald's. Mm. Like, as, and the main thing is I didn't know they were bad for you. Yeah, I, I thought it was good for you. Like, I, I didn't know anything about nutrition yeah right like mcdonald's oh it has chicken good yeah good right (laughs) like i didn't know if it's processed food it's like i didn't know anything about this Mm. right um so i just ate whatever i wanted um and then i didn't work out either but then in first year of university like i started working out because i was like i wanted to well, actually, there was a couple of reasons, but the main reason is like, I felt a lot of brain fog. Mm. Um, and at the time I was like, okay, what can I do? Right. And maybe working out will help with that. And it will bring me more mental clarity. Mm. And that's the reason why I stuck with it. A lot of people uh, going to work out I was like, I want to get a six pack. And mm. I did that in high school. But then usually when I had that motivation going to like working out and being fit, I would not stick to it. I would try it for like a month, two months. And then I would like quit. Right. Because Mm -hmm. my motivation was to get a six pack, whatever. I got a six pack. Now what I'm done. Right. But if my motivation was like to get more mental clarity so I can do like better work. Right. If so, I can think better so I can process things faster be smarter. Then that's like an ongoing motivation, and that's mm-hmm. what kept me going through like all these years of working out.
0: Yeah, no, that's good. Like, if you don't enjoy it, that's one of the hard things
2: about working out.
0: If you don't enjoy it, or you don't have like a positive <laughs> reason to do it, it's very difficult for some people. And I actually, you know, they say like you need to do x, do it like this to build a habit. Uh, some new research came out that for some people, building a habit can actually take up to a year. And that's right. probably someone like me. So like, I have to find reasons.
1: Yeah. To do it. Like and, when and, I would, Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Like when I was younger, uh, like, I guess between grade eight and nine, like I used to eat, drink Coke and macaroni and cheese and like pizza all the time. And like, my parents would buy that for me. And, and they are like they didn't they didn't know either. They're just like, yeah, it's fine. And yeah. uh, I got tired. Like I wasn't obese, but I was I did not have a six pack. Let's just put it that way. And mm-hmm. I got tired of like other teens making fun of me in grade eight and like, oh, you're fat and like that. So for me, that was my motivation, like people calling me fat and chubby. Mm-hmm. So then I went to grade eight, summer through grade nine, I started working out all the time. And then I took fitness classes. Well, I was fortunate we had fitness classes in high school. So I, I always took some fitness classes. Didn't stop people from making fun of me because people are dickheads. They found some other reasons to make fun of me. But then, <laughs> It's it, it it started that path of like, oh, like I I'm not like, as I said, I'm not an athlete, but I'm always active as part of my lifestyle. I always mm-hmm. do something. Uh, yeah. And it just sort of went from there. And and it got to the point where it's like, I, I don't think I could be
2: with somebody
0: who isn't also active.
2: Right. it's It's hard, right? Yeah. It's hard. Like you live completely different lifestyles. Yeah. Yeah. And then, my, and then, and every wife, time they do something a little unhealthy, you kind yeah. of like cringe. And if they do that all the time, you're yeah. like cringing all the time. You can't be together like that.
0: And ironically, my wife not not right now because she's still recovering. Um, but she works out more than I do, and she gives me shit for if I take it too long <laughs> off. She's like, get back in, like go go work <laughs>
2: out. That's good. That's good.
0: So it's a good. It's I good, actually
2: yeah. had the opposite problem as you uh, in high school. I was too skinny. Yeah, too skinny. I was too skinny. I was like just bones. Yeah. Um. And working out gave me a little bit more uh, like broad shoulders, you know, yeah. like I took up more space with my physical body <laughs> and that made me more confident as a person. Yeah.
1: Um,
2: and also I started fitting my shirts better. Mm. Actually, I had one goal when I was in high school. It's like I had like these t-shirts. I was like, Instead of like seeing these gap in my t shirt, I want to like fill up the entire t shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that made me like look so much better. Yeah. Yeah. So that combined with buying a little smaller t shirts made me look good.
0: <laughs> yeah. You hacked the system. You'd be like those guys. There was always that one guy in high school who'd be in the gym just working on the right bicep, only the right bicep. And they'd get one huge arm and then like the other. <laughs>
2: <laughs> but yeah,
0: yeah. It, goals help for sure.
2: And then also, like, it wasn't easy for me either. I I, I oh, actually yeah. really hated working out. Mm. Um, and I remember in the first year, like, there were times where I like just drive to the gym, but then I would just like sit in the parking lot for like thirty minutes because I didn't want to go in and do the workout. And that's when I just like told myself, "It's like it's better to get it done." than to like not do it so sometimes i'm just going like five minutes and then leave even though i like went all the way to the gym sat there but like you know it's just building a habit right Mm. yeah get it done day after day and eventually you'll do it
0: nowadays we would call that doing it for the gram but you bring up a a good
2: point about like just
0: getting in the door starting it then eventually like okay i'll lift things if there's a good trainer at the gym, they'll be like, Hey kid, like why are you standing around? Like, <laughs> come do something. No, I was,
2: I was sitting in my car. I was just like,
0: oh, I
2: see. Yeah, I was just like sitting in my car. It's like on my phone. I was like, I don't really want to go. really don't want to go today. Yeah. But I, it- I would, like contemplate driving away. I'm like, but I'm already here. Might as well go in for five minutes. And yeah. that's what I would do. sometimes just well, stay for longer. Sometimes stay for five minutes.
0: Mm. Now, with that being said, like, obviously, you're doing these workout challenges for YouTube and martial arts challenges, which are physical. What's your, like, what's your, when you're not filming, what's your, like, normal fitness routine, like, if at all? Or is it just, I just editing?
2: Gym. I just go to the gym. Um, Just, like, normal workouts.
0: Like, community center gym or private gym? And, like, what's the vibe um, you're going just,
2: for? Just like, I mean, it's just like a, like, it's like fitness world. Fitness world. Right? Yeah
0: if they changed their name like five times i don't even remember <laughs> what those yeah, guys yeah. are
2: going by nowadays.
0: generic yeah generic 24-hour gym place yeah better than nothing because you walk people like me i walk into gyms like that i'm like oh, they don't have any of the equipment that i like i want it's just the machines right. which i used to use but now i want like the free weights and i want to do right. the lifting and stuff but it's still good like uh, i've some of my clients like that's all they have so i get them started in the process of like working out and then i'm like hey can you show me your gym and then they'll take me there and then i'm like oh yeah we can do this and for them that's like it's five minutes from their uh their house and that's perfect for them then i have you know you get the really fitness bros they're like i need a specialty gym <laughs> mm, I see. When, when you get really, really into that yeah. i forgot to ask you the sun is yep. bugging him, if you can see the video. He's like, ah. <laughs> so he, it's
2: not good for video, you know? It's too yeah. bright.
0: Yeah, he's, so, he's, like, he's very OCD, which is great. If I remember there was something Mr. Beast said, it's like that 10% extra makes all the difference. So yeah. it's that atten- I, I do not have that attention to d am so bad. Like, I think I'm like on the spectrum or whatever. I'm like, hey, squirrel. And I like, okay. <laughs> Well, I forgot to ask because he was. Tr- I think he's like trying to kind of hide it, but on video he was limping
2: with crutches earlier. So, what'd you do to your ankle? <laughs> <laughs> um, I haven't talked about this publicly, and the video hasn't come out yet. But I, I think I can talk about it. Um, yeah, video will be out in like yeah, it will be out soon. Um, so basically, I broke my ankle while filming a video. Hmm. Good effort,
0: excellent effort. <laughs> <laughs> which means (laughs) hafu does his own stunts yeah yeah i can't afford a
2: stuntman Yeah, (laughs)
0: it'd be like jackie chan who only does his own stunts
2: yeah um so the video was i trained like tony hawk for seven days and it was my first time skateboarding obviously Mm. i've like i longboarded before but then Mm. like i never touched a skateboard Hmm. and all i would do was like i would use a lawn board to get around right hmm. so like skateboard was a completely different thing yeah and on one of my days i was in a skate park and i was doing ramps like jumps hmm. you know those like u-shaped ramps yeah yeah uh, like the half pipe or like the bull- Probably a half of, pipe, I guess. Kind of like a half pipe. Yeah, yeah kind of yeah. like a half pipe. And I actually, at first, I was, like, super scared to go down it. Hmm. And, th- and then I did a couple successful attempts hmm. where I would go down and then I would, like, land, right? But it wasn't cool enough, right? Like, it didn't look cool enough. Like, yeah. it, like, it looked okay, but it didn't look that good. And then my videographer saw her um he also he was like i'm like dude should i try again he's like you know what if you're up for it try again it didn't look that good i'm like you know you know, yolo let's do it yeah this last time i was like going all in i like i went full speed because like the thing is like in order for you to jump higher you got to go faster when you go down right yeah so this last time i went full speed down the ramp and that everything was going well but when I was, like, going up the ramp, that's when shit hit the fan. Yeah. I fell off my skateboard. Mm. And all the momentum from going down went into, like, basically, I fell off my skateboard. My ankle uh, pushed into the ramp Ooh. itself. Yeah. And it twisted, like, 90 degrees. Oh. And basically... Right after that, my ankle and my foot was just, like, dangling. Oh, <laughs> It fun. was, like, completely dislocated.
0: You got it all on film, right? All on film. Of
2: course. Yeah, yeah. It's all on video. <laughs> it's all on video. Um, Good. And the worst thing is, like, we called the ambulance afterwards. Mm-hmm. But that day, I don't know what happened, but, like, the ambulance was, like, super busy. So, they were, like, you know what? We'll get to you. Just wait, right? Yeah. I waited, like, 20 minutes. Yeah. No one came. All right, we're like, okay, they're busy, right? Twenty minutes, pretty normal. We waited like another twenty minutes. No one came. Yeah, called again. They're like, Mm -hmm. we're sorry, we're really, really busy. And by the end of it, I waited ninety minutes. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and still no ambulance came. Yeah. So, I just looked at sorry. I'm like, bro, like, let's just go to hospital ourselves. Yeah. (laughs) So, like, a couple of the staff and my friend Sar, they basically like carried me Mm. into the car. And so yeah. drove me to an emergency.
0: Yeah. It's, uh, I, I don't know. Like when you felt a while ago, you know, uh, a lot of people are like, don't understand how screwed up the Canadian healthcare system is. Like I like the free healthcare, although it's not entirely free, but it's still good, but it's so mismanaged. A while ago, they actually said, don't be shocked if an ambulance doesn't come. Did you know mm-hmm. that? you now you found I out the know hard that. Way. i yeah. was
2: very shocked that yeah. an ambulance wouldn't come
0: yeah because they just don't have enough i mean they treat the, the the like the paramedics love their job you either love that job or there's no way you can do it but they get paid like crap there's not enough people who want to do it like i have several paramedic friends like you have to love that job because yeah. it's it's like a rough job to do and there's not enough of them just like there's not enough nurses not enough doctors like i've I, I, I've been in the hospital for the last two months. Luckily, we're in a specialty unit. Even if they're understaffed, there is enough people there to manage. When we were in, in the maternity ward, it was like, where's the nurse? They're like, mm-hmm. they're coming, they're coming. It's like 30 minutes later, we're like, this is kind of an emergency. Like, and we yeah. were like, like getting very angry. And we're, we were already in the hospital too. Right. So. So it's like, you know, that's another thing on that, on that health topic. I always tell my students, you've you got to learn to be your own doctor, right? Obviously, consult with doctors as needed. But if you are able to solve your own health problems, Granted, you need someone who knows what they're doing to set your ankle properly.
2: So yeah, 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 I don't think I could have uh, <laughs> could have popped my
0: ankle back in yeah. place. <laughs> it's possible. Technically, I know how to do it. I've never done it before. I would be I w- very I nervous. I probably
2: wouldn't trust you with that.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't trust me either. But like, I know how to do it. Uh, but yeah, it's one of those things you kind of want someone who knows what they're doing has done it before. Yeah. I had a student. It wasn't in my class. It was in jujitsu. She is a nurse. She's a senior nurse, and she popped her knee out. They carried her over to the side, and you just—it's like small Filipino girl is just sitting there. And I looked at her, and she just grabbed her own shin and popped her knee back in. Oh wow! <laughs> She's like,
2: that's,
0: eh. that's brave. Nice. It's like right out of the movies, but. I was say about what you said, like you you're filming, you broke your ankle, and what you said earlier about you were watching like the Monkey King, which I'm totally gonna be reading that well, my wife's gonna be reading the Monkey King and Mandarin to my child because she's Chinese. We just need to find a good version of the Monkey King, but uh, it's like if you look at uh so you know it, I know the story, I've seen like bad English versions of it done on like Netflix and stuff. there was a I think, a Monkey King series recently, um but like. You look at Jet Li, you look at Jackie Chan, like the quintessential like Asian, modern Asian like movie stars. And there's one thing they have that a lot of other Western people don't is they do all their own stunts. Uh, Tom Cruise does his own stunts. So that's something you have. You do your own stunts. Like it's actually, a, it's, you have like, it, it, I think it's very like courageous to do your own
2: like hardcore
0: stuff. Because, like, a lot of well, people I wasn't, wouldn't do that.
2: I, I, was, I didn't even know it would be that hardcore. <laughs> I, I thought it would be, like, like, it was a medium-risk situation. I medium. didn't think there was any risk of me breaking anything.
0: Yeah.
3: So,
2: I miscalculated the situation.
0: <laughs> it's skateboarding. They break bones
2: all the time.
0: <laughs> it's the
2: first time I ever broke anything. So, yeah. it was, like, a little traumatic.
0: Yeah, well, hey, there'll be more. You'll get over it. You'll be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah, um, I had to—I they had to pop my ankle back in place, and I also broke some bones. So I had to do like additional surgery a week oh, after, yeah. too. Like, do you, have, do you have pins in? I, I yeah, I have like three plates in my
0: leg now. Good, you're cyborg, I'm bionic now, right? <laughs> yeah, like all the metal detectors t- are gonna go off when I travel. <laughs> so was that genuinely just because like you didn't? Know how dangerous skateboarding could be, or is this like Sarah's? Like, hey, we're gonna do this thing. Here you go.
2: <laughs> no, no, I don't, no, I don't blame him for this. No, no, like, I, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I, it was completely my idea to do the ramp, mm. and I didn't think it would be dangerous because I've already done it successfully twice, mm. just not well.
0: Have you seen the movie Jackass? <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's kind of like that. It's like it's always the last take, you know, they're like just just one more like boom and that's the one they get hurt. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> no, but like I have mad respect for you cuz like you said you're not athlete, you're not never really in that and you're just like, "Okay, hey, if I need to get the shot, let's go." Let's go. Like as I said, a lot of people would have quit on me and you didn't and we pushed you like at the end of the, I know I, before, like at the tail end of this, when we've run out of things to talk about, I'll pull up the video and we'll go through. But it, uh, I had some testing the other day and mm-hmm. uh, it was a girl who finished. And like this girl had just been in a car accident. She had a neck injury from from another Merch arts. And she could have easily told me I'm not doing my test because my tests are hard. Actually, my tests are very similar to what I put you through. So even more props, I basically threw you into what I do for my testing. And uh, like your technique was not great, but that's to be expected. But the the spirit was great. (laughs) And she starts crying at the the end of the test. And I, I said, did you watch the video? And she's like, yeah, like he cried and she's like was that was that staged i was like no 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 he like it's the same thing and it's totally normal like when you get pushed like that and your endorphins start to hit and you get that sense of relief it's almost like joy Mm. and then you start crying when you finally over yeah but it's like success it's not like it's over Uh," it's like uh it's like i was comparing it to when i saw my son for the first time like after i saw he's healthy like he's awake like three months early. I should be terrified. And he's like, okay, he grabbed my, my my finger with his little hand. And I'm like, you get the endorphin rush. And it's the same feeling. Like I had to sit down. Cause it's like, it's uh, the bio, bio neurology in you that it's just like, boom. And it's like, it's success. Like that's what success feels like. Right. Right. That emotional like dump, whether it be testing or I need to get that shot.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> so it's a real thing. Yeah. Uh, uh, before uh, maybe we will pull up the video soon but were you expecting that at all like to feel
2: like that no i wasn't expected to cry on camera <laughs> what is that They're Like, yeah. I, I don't, but it was good content i didn't yeah. expect it it was good though
0: i'm glad i'm <laughs> glad you put it in because it would be very easy for people to be like that's fake bro it's like no I, i'm I not that good it, of no. an actor <laughs> <laughs>
2: i can't really fake tears
0: well you're probably a better actor than me as you saw i'm a terrible actor i actually blew out my voice you can see in the video like my voice is gone yeah. <laughs> i appreciate the... you for
2: doing that though. but
0: you didn't even use the photo
2: of that the... <laughs> what, what oh of, of you him. screaming at me yeah. okay oh yeah yeah, yeah yeah i tested it in the beginning it's cool. i didn't it's do fun. as well so i
0: i don't mind. i know I there's imagine. algorithmic stuff yeah so i'm gonna i'm gonna pull up the video uh, yeah. just give me one sec. What do What do you, what do you think? Do this. Yeah, you're the expert. Like, I'll, I'll share. I'll share the screen. Um, but what are like you gonna play through
2: the whole video or like just parts of the uh, video?
0: I uh, maybe I'll just sort of skip through the scenes. Like, okay, I'll, yeah. I'll play a little bit and rush through the scenes, and then we can talk about it. Uh, you're the expert on this. What do you think? Is there a bet? Is that a good way to do it? Yeah, that's fine. I think I don't think we should play the entire video. That's a little yeah. Too long. Because because you need to go to his YouTube channel, hafugo Go, and watch the whole video,
2: right? <laughs> yes, do that as well. But All just right. in terms of like retention for your podcast, yeah, like that that's not great as well. Eh, like- actually, what a
0: what a lot of my students said to me, like I don't have like I'm five hundred thousand plus subscribers like some people, but they said they like they'll go back and listen to it whenever. I Actually, it's an interesting comment because like video and audio is like two different things. Exactly. If you listen to like Joe Rogan, he'll always talk about the YouTube. He's off YouTube now. Um, But he he made the money because of YouTube. Like that's where the money's at. But the average YouTuber, like if you... I'll try to use words better. I'm not doing a good job. When I started doing the podcast, you know, I do like Joe Rogan format—just open format, long format, conversation. Some I've done like five-hour-long ones before, usually because we're drunk. Uh, <laughs> but uh, people are like, "Man, that's not gonna work. I don't listen. I'm not gonna watch that." And then I'm like, "Well, why is J- Joe Rogan's podcast the best? Like, he's the number one podcast in the world." And I think I feel like part of it is people still like things because of what they think other people like. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were told so long, like the radio format, it's the only way you're going to do it. Short clips is the only way you're going to do it. And I think like the way that Joe Rogan, why it did so well is because it's genuine. And there's this other phenomenon that I noticed is that for a lot of people who are not comfortable talking, like you're very comfortable talking, it's conversation. But a lot of people, you have to break through their like wall. And I've talked to other podcasters and it doesn't come down until about an hour and a half where you start to really see who this person is. And if let's say you have a boring job and you can't watch video, they're going to listen to the audio at work for four hours, three hours. Maybe they break it up over a few days. But you get, mm. the, you get a real sense over those long periods of time, in audio at least, of what a person is like. And I listen to uh, tons of podcasts. Obviously, I love it. Uh, Lex Friedman. I, I recommend his podcast to everyone. Now, he's a, he's a MIT Yeah, star. I listen to him too. Yeah, he's so good. And he's always trying to get these big like CEOs. Like He had the CEO of Pfizer, and he had Fauci's boss on, and... But those people i I won't get into it there were reasons he was pissed off they basically lied but um they refuse to do podcasts longer than like an hour an hour and a bit because you really unless you're a true sociopath you can't keep your marketing front face and your answers up for a three-hour conversation and they hate doing long format and it's like this entire, like, I, I don't know what you learned in marketing, but like, no, you can't do long format. You, it won't work. But it can work. And for certain formats, like audio especially, the, sure, there's half the planet is like too long, not going to watch. But the other half mm. wants to hear that. And I feel like with the collective consciousness, it'll change eventually once we get it out of our heads that, no, 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 that's too long. You can't listen to that. Because I, I want a four hour long conversation. People like me want it. I know not everyone wants it. Like, I've gone into movies and it's four hours long and I loved it because they really developed the characters and the story. And as I'm walking out, I hear some guy like, too long. Okay. It's well, like the you... new
2: Batman movie. It felt like <laughs> three movies in one movie.
0: I liked it. It was good. I, you know, <laughs> yeah, it, was,
2: it was good. But like, there were scenes where I'm like, okay, movie's over. Right. But no, it's like an entire okay. second act and third act.
0: It's called character development, and I appreciate it.
2: <laughs> it's
0: like my wife, uh, if there's like action movies, if they take slow build up, she's like, all right. But I'm like, just just sit through it and wait. And then after the end, you can tell me if you like it. And Now she's starting to appreciate like character development. But anyways, tangent. So let me uh, share the screen I'll pull it up. Let I me mean, not screw this up. I closed all my screens, I think, so as not to share the wrong screen.
2: Uh, don't uh, share the wrong tab, you know? Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. I, <laughs> my I, leaks- I, I've almost done that one. Okay, so let's do this.
2: Okay, perfect.
0: Okay, <clears throat> and then I have to make sure I do the correct thing of... Where's my settings? My settings went a little funky one sec.
1: Uh,
0: this is the technology. Uh, 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 where is it? Share sound. That would be bad if I forgot to do that. Okay. Technical details. If you know how many have you ever been on a Zoom meeting and they don't know how to use it yet, even though they've been using it for like seven months, and, and they're they're like, like, everyone, how, that's like anyone
2: above know? the age of thirty, like that's <laughs> enough.
0: I shit you not. I was doing a job that didn't pan out and they, it was during the pandemic and they switched to Zoom and they were trying to use it and they didn't know how to use Zoom properly. And it was driving me nuts. Anyways, so let's go through. So uh, I'll just play a little bit of this first scene and then I'll sort of fast forward it and then we can talk about it.
3: Give me 20, bring to that tree and come back.
2: It's a little laggy
3: do him again
0: it'll be fine on the record you know what's in this you what you were there
3: Can I go home? no you signed up for this your life is mine <laughs> you're not a baby crawl properly
0: where's the funny part
3: Lovely yeah
2: there, there was how a part that was really funny too. Well, catch up catch up. no you Learn. skipped over it don't let the young guy be you. go, go to, to his young. channel how do you feel hafu i can't think i'm dead
0: so that was the first sort of military uh portion you asked for this it was not in the original itinerary right you're like i want to do like a boot camp style thing
2: yeah because like we kind of had to reposition the video a little bit on the day of the shoot to make it more military than originally discussed yeah uh just because like i I thought like the military um packaging would Mm. get more views and more attention that's why we did it um Yeah, but it was fun. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that part, that part was not the hardest. It was the first exercise. Yeah. Uh, like, it was harder than expected, but it wasn't too bad. Like, yeah. I was able to get through it.
0: Now, with that being said, that is a lot more close to what a military boot camp or test might look like where Mm -hmm. they just have you doing these absolutely meaningless physical tasks. Right. If you had given me a bit more notice on that, I would 100% have gotten sandbags and had you running around with sandbags because that's like super military. Uh, In Israel, they do these tests for special forces and they'll take you for like four hours and they literally like run there, come back, run there, come back pick up this run there come back like for an hour and that's it and they just want to see your attitude and if you keep pushing yourself and whatever uh, and i'm just like <laughs> i couldn't do it fast enough that's why I, hmm. why i didn't do that of that what was the hardest part of that for what you remember um
2: hardest part was probably just the uh running with the weights running hmm. with the plates the plate was a little hard to carry as well Mm -hmm. so running with the plate was pretty hard and that's actually i know it's a plate but
0: and if we lived in a place like texas you i would have gone like full military i just can't do certain things like i can't take the guns out to the park here for example (laughs) although you can't do that in texas but i could be like go to a shooting range and and stuff so but that awkward feeling of carrying weird objects Is the most military you can get. People don't think about it, but like when you're training just like fitness stuff, you're carrying like, okay, it's nicely seated on my back, weighted well, like I like how it feels. You're carrying fitness equipment that's ergonomic for that. In the military, it's you take this gear, needs to get there, mm-hmm. figure it out. Right. And so that awkward nature that you said was the hardest part is like, the spirit of it is like super military this is mm. awkward this is hard to carry i don't want to carry it so you did good you That's pretty complain. unique insight. that's pretty good cool. yeah, yeah yeah that's the kind of stuff like doing your research it's hard to find out like it's from talking pe- talking to people the trick is are they bullshitting or not because mm. a lot of military guys like i'm not the common person that I'm going to tell you exactly how it is. A lot of people got mad at me in Israeli because they're like, "No, you're supposed to hype it up all the time." And I'm like, "I'll tell you how it is." So, like that insight—you want that. You don't want the back in my day, like I was in Nam and like you know embellishing the stories. You you do get a lot of that from a yeah. lot of people. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you're a straight shooter. Yeah, it's good and bad. It helps in that. So the next, you labeled that as fitness test. So if you want to see Hafu Sweat, and I apologize to all of the audio-only people who are like, I don't know what's going on. So go to HafuGo YouTube and you'll see the video. (laughs) Let me pull up the next one. H-A-F-U-G-O,
2: HafuGo. First name, last name.
0: I will put lots of links in it as well. Uh, Let me pull this back up. Okay. Okay. There, there we go make sure good it's still on okay so we'll just leave it like that so krav maga the appropriate title for this
2: in krav maga which is military self-defense you got that Very right powerful. awesome mm. 10 more i'm already tired <laughs>
3: oh, the first one is kind of like here hey man i need you to back off
0: no groin no krav maga and move in guy- oh yeah th- this fight was oh, yeah, awesome watch oh. <laughs> there you go and it's literally uh, a whole bunch of kicking people in the nuts.
2: Yeah, I was surprised at how hard you kicked them.
0: Yeah, it's for your camera. I was doing it
2: for your camera. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like, I, I, in the beginning, when I first saw that and you told me to do the kick on them, I was actually a little a little scared to hurt them like i didn't want to use the same power as you did they, they
0: they knew what they were getting into they they were also paid to be there so it's like they, they could take it <laughs> but <laughs> you know i i'm actually pretty nice about it in class like i don't kick people that hard because they're gonna be here all day they're gonna be here days in the week but if i'm demonstrating like and i want to make it count i'm i'm gonna kick people they're wearing cops. uh karch was wearing two cops, for example and if you go train with some of the Israeli guys who are used to training the military, military guys, they'll just hit you. They, they don't care. Mm. But it's
2: interesting. Did your balls get... Okay, let me, let me ask this question. Hmm. Do your balls get harder as you get kicked more? Or are you just desensitized to the pain? Well,
0: I don't know if you've seen the video of those monks who train their nuts to be able to get kicked in the nuts. Thumbshell I've seen those. Do that. Maybe that's your next challenge. You should find
2: it. <laughs> that, that, we actually have, have a video. I trained iron crotch for seven days, uh, but I can't. Oh, I, I can't finish the video yet because my leg broke. Your cr- your crotch isn't ready yet. <laughs> <laughs> no, but but tell me, tell me, you've done like the coin kicks for a long time. Well, here's the thing. So that is what I would call hard body training, where
0: whatever the body part that you're doing, like. Uh, okinawan karate and kyokushin karate spend a lot of time in hard body training. krav maga does not spend a lot of time in hard body training and it usually takes about three to five years on a given body part of training it by hitting you know rice you did some of that training and, and moving your way up to sand and all that it's about five years on that body part to get it to the point where you need to get it and and krav maga's approach is we don't have time for that. like i'll tell my students about that I do a little bit of hard, tra- uh, a hard body training for the shin checks because people whine so much. I'm like, oh, okay, you're going to whine. And then we take out like uh, the movie, The Accountant, we take out the sticks and we rub their shins. So is
2: it you're becoming desensitized to the pain yes. or your body part is becoming like harder? little bit of both so with the nuts i would
0: i'm guessing that your body's just like we don't need these anymore turn it off so i think you should have kids first uh (laughs) with i I, i'm guessing with with your bones it's a little bit of desensitizing the nerves but it's a lot of slowly over time your bones become denser so you get what's called micro fractures and your bones are porous, like a sponge almost. And as you do, you do hard body training, those pores start to fill up more and more and more. Uh, for example, if you can see in the video, like my two big knuckles, mm. it's, it's honestly from just being an angry teen punching shit that I shouldn't have punched. And over time, they start to calcify. So I can punch pretty hard with, with this one. Not because I was an angry teen. That's the answer to that. Not because uh, of hard You punch walls? Yeah, when I was a kid, yeah, I would get angry, okay. punch shit. I had to replace a hole in my wall. That's the whole. I've do, talked a lot about mental, my mental health and stuff in the past. So, yeah, people can go back to old episodes to listen to that stuff. Nice. Um, but that's in the from a Kramaga perspective. I tell people if you really can't handle it, wear more cups because I'm not here to train your, your nuts. Now, no kramaga or no growing no kramaga is true. That's why I, I wanted to make sure we did that and it's also you know hilarious but uh <laughs> it's only a small part of what we do but yeah. it's it's a very important aspect of that yeah. I, I i do want to go back to what you said though that you were nervous to hit them why, mm-hmm. why do you think that is
2: um because i didn't want to hurt them but we're ready for it what why though what do you mean, why? Like, I don't know. It's just like, a, like why would I want to hurt somebody?
0: Well, if you let's, you know, like, it, this is totally common. This happens a lot with students. I, I don't want to hurt them. You're going into a situation where you actually have permission to hurt them. So why is There's still a the lot hesitation? of
2: situations where you have permission? But once you actually do the thing, like, obviously, they, like, get mad still. Like, let's say your girlfriend says, oh, you can see other girls. And then you actually go see other girls. She will definitely get mad at you.
0: But that's a trap. And we all know it's a trap versus, hey, kick him in the nuts. It's totally fine. He's got How do cup. I know that's
2: not a trap? That's How true. do I know I'm not going to get kicked too?
0: <laughs> that's true. So you're, So then you're like more of a cautionary. You're like not quite sure in the situation if we're screwing with you or not. Okay, I, I, I think
2: that nuts? no, that that was a small part of it. The other yeah. part is just like genuinely, I know how much it hurts. So I didn't yeah. want to like make them experience a pain.
0: So what you're saying is you're a nice person.
2: Yeah, <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Pretty much. Now I'm a nice ever... guy. I'm too nice.
0: <laughs> I've trained uh I teach teens sometimes and like or preteens. And if you're like to 10-year-old girls, like I want you to kick me in the nuts, so wear three cups because they're like, I can do that yeah wham so you're like oh shit i've learned my lesson if you're teaching like kids between eight to like 12 they don't have that filter you like kick me in the groin they're like Mm -hmm. yeah i am i have permission they're like boom so you wear that
2: honestly a lot of times i like reflect on my life and i wish i could go back to the little hafu (laughs) because like there was so few filters you just yeah. did whatever you wanted said whatever you wanted and it was like the most purest expression of yourself
0: that is definitely true it's it's like the way we structure society has like taken that out of our brains like
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't want to be such a chaos chaotic person that we're back to like clubbing each other over the head and stabbing each other for every little like this like discretion oh he had looked at me weird so we don't want that, but like, I think we have gotten to the point where we've like narrowed our way of being too much to the point where, especially like in Asian culture, where it's like, you can't, don't think out, you have to do this, you know? Mm-hmm. And then when you start to open up, uh, it can be hard as an adult to like get that back because our, our brains are like so hardwired. It's, uh, it's interesting.
2: Anyway, let's move on to the next section of the video.
0: Yes. The next section is interesting because it's where we start having you spar. Uh, Mm. Let me go back. There we go. So we have you spar.
3: You have to learn to overcome your fear of getting hit in the face.
2: Now we're preparing for a fight. Now he's not going to let you run away. Sparring a little bit. Go back. My opponent right has back. trained Krav Maga for five sudden. I don't know if he actually trained for five years. I just said five years. I think it's somewhere like <laughs> all of a sudden. Yeah.
0: So anyone uh where is it? So anyone who is watching this and saw the video, you can get a little bit of the editing behind the scenes. I was watching it the first time. I was like, wait a second. <laughs> Some creative creative editing here. <laughs> wait, wait, how many years has he trained? I think it's like something like that, right? Car, Karch i think was five years uh i think that was uh lucas who's like two years or something
2: oh okay it's yeah. i remember five from yeah. one of the
0: conversations yeah yeah it's not it's not a big deal but because i know who's who it's like oh okay yeah. um now again don't read the comments wait i didn't ask you do you read your
2: comments um i scroll through it briefly i don't really yeah.
0: like yeah, so the, the, one of the most negative,
2: it was, I would hardly even call it negative,
0: it was like, why are you running away? Right. And in the first videos, you were running away a lot.
2: Yeah. yeah. Explain that. Um, well, here's what I was thinking. You know, th- th- this is what was going through my head. So, me, no Krav Maga experience, was thrown into a fight with an experience krav maga student whether it's two years five years he has infinitely more knowledge and combat skills than me so in my head i was like how can i face that person in a fight and win i can't so the best strategy here is just to like run around and let the time drain out (laughs) that's what i was going through in my head and you know what
0: From a self defense perspective, you're 100% correct. I can't win this fight. I know I can't win this fight. I got to run. However, there's a however, what, and I'm really happy you put it in the video about before what I was saying about the purpose of sparring for me in our school is not about becoming a world kickboxer. Like a lot of my students are, you know, they're okay. They can hold their own, but they're not great kickboxers.
1: It's it
0: is about overcoming that fear, that panic, because one thing Karamaga and the Israelis learned is you can't always run, and when you can't run, you have to fight. Hmm. So this like you're actually correct. If that was real, and you realize, oh shit, this person fight, run. That's hundred percent correct. So the people, those people who are making comments are the typical internet. They don't really understand self defense. But in a fight, can you always run? And so that is the thing. Yeah. And I, if I recall, you hadn't been in, you hadn't really
2: sparred before that. Much. Not really, no, not yeah. not like, not like full on sparring. No. Yeah. Well, I mean, okay, not, I sparred once with. Uh, yeah. During the MMA video with yeah. my friend.
1: Yeah. But,
2: but nothing Nothing. serious. And
1: the truth
0: is, I threw you in because my regular students, a new student walks in the door, I don't let them spar for a month. I want Mm. them just getting comfortable with being at the school first, because a lot of people, again, go spar like go. They're like ah no, you know. Also, business behind the scenes, I have had the odd crazy person come in the door, and I need to make sure before I let them spar with other (laughs) people, they're not crazy,
2: (laughs) (laughs) right? Right, (laughs) they're not like gonna go off on them.
0: Yeah, yeah. So like on one side, you running away, correct. On the other side, personal development, I personally think, and I know I have students like this, and there's by anyone who likes getting hit in the face, I think there's something wrong with it, but I know a lot of people are like, "I love this, and they just love getting hit and sparring so uh, i I think you did pretty good at that point, all things considering. Hmm. so what is next? Uh, we skip ahead, let's get, skip a little bit. We'll go to. Knife or well, knife stuff, okay. Uh, there we go. Share. okay.
3: This is the basic part of it. That's okay, <laughs> we're gonna teach you. So, you need to burst. you need to And we kind of go through right? it, dude. Be effective for the record. I get don't away, grab the, I like
2: skipped over the instructions because, like, these the whole body, these classes were like. Forty-five minutes each. Yes, I, I can't correct. include that much instruction.
0: I don't blame you. You got to edit <laughs> stuff out. Um, oh, this part was funny. <laughs> wait, hold, hold that thought. It was funny. Hold that thought. So the knife stuff, which is a core part of Krav Maga, knife self defense, not knife mm-hmm. fighting. It's a different... What what are what are your thoughts on
2: that? Um, it was very cool. Um, it was the first time I've ever learned any like weapon disarm. Um, and I think even within just like an hour of learning it, like I got a lot of the basic the components down, yeah. And I think that's like one of the most useful things that I wanted to like take away, you know. Yeah, like I yeah. think that could be used in a real life situation, hmm. kind of forgot yeah. some of it though. I like it, but like I'll rewatch it and then I'll relearn it, <laughs> but yeah, just like moving out of the blade, you know, like moving out of the
0: Center, center line of, yeah center line, get off yeah. The, yeah either block or get off the center line uh yeah, yeah and that's the thing like what i was saying if you look up Krav maga on the internet there's not a lot of quality stuff either they're just like the balls to the walls like psycho Kramaga people some of them are a little crazy uh and some of them are their explanations are just horrible I don't blame you for not putting the explanation that's something like when I'm teaching, I, I truly want people to understand what they're doing because if you don't understand what you're doing, a lot of the times it's like, you can't, you need to be able to adapt in real time. So the technique it's, it itself is never good enough. You need to understand it so that you can adapt when things go sideways in your real life. And as you just said, you feel like that's something you can use in real life. Hopefully you never have to, but the, one of the reasons these are the core parts of Kramaka is because those types of knife attacks are the most common. Right. And, and the techniques that I showed you have and do save people's lives. I see. Yeah. Quite well, often uh, it's like stop and run, but
2: yeah. they work. If you want to like... Because I already... We already filmed the video, but if you if you want, I can give you the footage. You can just edit out the instructional part and post it as a tutorial on your channel. Sure, send it to me. Yeah, I, yeah I, but you'll to have to edit it though.
0: Yeah, yeah, I can do all my own editing. I know you're hiring editors, but I'm probably not up to your standard at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, That's
2: I cute. think that'd be cool because we did do a very long explanation and it's like yeah. filmed pretty long, So,
0: Well, I, I do have a paid access yeah. website. I can use it for there or use it on YouTube too as seen on half ago and then you do the backlinking thing that works you know yeah uh, my youtube channel is pretty weak uh, i just started it up again a little while ago but anyways um the self the, the knife stuff like as you said is like pretty easy to learn and that that's a big part of krav maga even if it takes you like forever to master like anything it should mm-hmm. be easy to learn like you picked it up pretty pretty good Except for the part where you grab the knife and I'll oh
2: fight. yeah yeah <laughs> don't grab the knife I the blade by accident yeah and I it's just so instinctual it's like yeah. when some something's coming at you you want to grab it
0: yeah I'm actually very happy you actually included my part saying don't grab the knife and the reason is is that there's this very famous you know air quotes Krav Maga guy in South Africa he's Israeli and he has gotten in so many fights with the Krav Maga world. And he was teaching people to grab the knife as a disarm. And my God, did the entire Krav Maga world like lose their shit wow. on this. So I'm so happy you put it in that I, I'm not teaching him to do that, <laughs> right? It happens sometimes out of accident, but it shouldn't be like a, a thing. Uh, but I think it did pretty good. Considering we just like threw you to the wolves for, for 24 hours, so the shin block thing. This is the funny. I thought thought this was pretty funny. Let's uh, share screen thing. Okay, shin blocks.
1: This point it. hurts. Yep. Good. There you go.
0: It's like ah. five minutes of that. Ah. Down, Keep down. The
3: Almost there. Fight oh. through the pain. Mental toughness. No quitting. Finish it, finish it, finish it! Okay, how's your
2: shins do? Listen to the sound of that. <laughs> yeah. Like it sounded painful.
0: I feel bad because uh, Petra has been doing martial arts her whole life and she's very like solid. She's black belt in judo. Uh, she's a, my highest ranked student, blue belt under me, blue belt in jiu-jitsu, like, so she's like, and she's from Eastern Germany before the fall of the Iron Curtain. So she's like built tough, you know? Yeah. And so when she hits, it hurts. So you did well. <laughs>
2: like just the sound of it is just so painful. Like it, I was listening back to the edit. I'm like, holy crap, yeah. that sounds so painful.
0: I think when people are watching like UFC, like they don't understand how hard those people are getting hit sometimes. Mm. And occasionally there'll be a hit and you can like watching it on pay-per-view, you can hear it. And yeah. you're like, ooh, like, man, that guy got hit. Yeah. You know, and it, it it just shows you like when when you're getting hit, it's that wasn't movie magic. She literally kicked him off his feet <laughs> several times. Yeah, it was it was a very sharp pain. Yeah. I was like, I think the first time she took you out, I was kind of looking out of the side of my eyes, and it looked like you just went flying. And I'm like, oh, okay,
2: like <laughs> he's taking it, good for him. <laughs>
0: I think there was a video of Chuck Liddell. Do you know who Chuck Liddell
2: is? Uh, maybe MMA fighter?
0: I'm not too yeah, sure. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. Okay. he's a former champ. And he was with, I don't know, Steve-O or Johnny Knoxville or one of the jackass guys. And he's like, I want you to kick me as hard as you can. And he's like, sure. Mm-hmm. He's like, yes, Quinn just kicks. It's like this guy, you do not want to be kicked by this guy. And he just like took him out.
1: <laughs>
0: Where did he so, kick him? In the leg. Okay. Yeah, so, like, people, you know, you get the keyboard warriors, and now you know what it feels like. If you've never been kicked in the leg like that, and you're like, oh, he's such a pussy, he's like, no. If you've never been kicked in the leg like that, and you get kicked hard, that's what happens.
2: Yeah, honestly the training overall gave me more appreciation for watching MMA fights. Because right. I, I do watch UFC, but not religiously. I watch like clips yeah. and stuff. But anyway, um, like sometimes I'm like, oh, it doesn't look like it hurts that much. <laughs> They're just like tapping each other. Yeah. But but like, you know, um, after going through this, um, I know even if it doesn't seem like it hurt that much, like it actually does hurt a lot.
0: Yeah, it's like uh, when they go down and grapple and the average fan is like
2: stand them back up and I'm like when they're grappling, I'm like, why are they just hugging each other?
0: Yeah, and and I if I'm there, I'll be like at a I haven't been able to go to a bar since before COVID and watch it, but I'm like, Oh my god, do you understand how technical this is? Like and I'm calling it out and like I'll hear some jackass, like, oh my god, they need to stand it up. I'm like, Are you not listening to my commentary? <laughs> like because <laughs> there's been some Amazing grappling in those fights. But anyways, mm-hmm. moving on. Uh, where was next? Let's see. I don't think you need to see us
2: eat. How how did you enjoy the food? I gave you canned food. I mean, it was whatever. It was like I was just appreciative to have any food. Because at that point, we've been going on for so long. Like I was so hungry.
0: Yeah. And uh that actually. Is real. That feeling is real. if I hadn't fed you for like two days, the first time you get food is like, oh
2: my God, it's amazing. Yeah. Like, uh, I usually hate canned tuna, but I ate it that time. Yeah.
0: And it yeah, tasted pretty you, good. <laughs> yeah, you did say you said that. And, and that it's actually interesting. Like in order for Kramaga to really see where someone's at mentally, there's a couple things. There's three things you can do to someone. It's the thing that I did to you, which is push you physically, like really push you physically. That's the easy thing. People sign waivers for that. No problem. The next one is don't let people sleep. That one requires several days. So people are going to have to pay me a lot of money to babysit you for seven days. and do, I could do what I did to you to summer for seven days and eight days and and, and not let them sleep. But then I need like four instructors because uh, mm. i need sleep uh, and the last thing is you take people's food away for a few days and this is where you start to see what people are really made of you, you don't let them sleep you take away their food and you push them physically and often you'll find that people you thought were tough not so tough and people mm. you thought
2: weren't very tough are doing just fine mm. especially so, when you do like all three at the same yeah. time military okay, that's intense yeah. yeah so if everyone's like here i'm gonna give you
0: 20 grand kick the crap out of me for a week i i'll stay up for that uh, <laughs> that means i'm not gonna feed you all the time i'm going to not let you sleep all the time and i'm going to uh push you like i pushed you for seven days mm-hmm. straight. so you hear that internet 20 grand i'll put it together uh you know five day camp for you <laughs>
2: 20 oh, yeah,
0: grand. I it would cost a lot, though. It actually yeah. would, because I need to hire people and all that stuff. Uh, let's share... Okay, the Night Patrol. <laughs> night Patrol.
2: The worst thing is I don't know how long this is going to be. You're right. Two or three kilometers. Come on, speed so, it up. I'll cover you around My mind is... But uh. the hardest test has yet
0: yet to come so night patrol mm. were you expecting
2: that i was expecting something at night i thought you guys were gonna like uh, fuck with me like when i'm sleeping but i like it, night patrol is better yeah <laughs> i thought you were gonna come in like midnight or like some while i'm like like asleep and you're gonna like have me fight someone that's why i thought it was gonna happen
0: yeah so what, for those who don't couldn't see in the video, what we did is, uh, lucky for Hafu, <laughs> I happened to buy those weight vests, the military weight vests for something else a few weeks earlier. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to use these. So we had 25 pound weight vests, like military style. And I did a, a forced march dog for two or three kilometers. I'm not exactly sure. Something like that uh, mm-hmm. down the road and back. Uh and that—that's very much military. Get up, go for patrol. We were just missing our guns. If it wasn't where we are, I totally would have. I totally would have made you carry like a fake gun, but I—that'll get the cops called on us. So we—I did not do that. <laughs> but uh, it's not what you expected, so. Given it was better that. than
2: what I expected. I thought <laughs> I had to fight someone at midnight. Fight club, go! Well, you yeah. we didn't catch it on
0: camera, but he like was expecting it, and he took all the equipment off the wall and blocked the
2: door. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> trying to trip us up when we <laughs> we missed that part yeah. on the camera. Well,
2: I mean, it was on camera, but we decided to edit it out because it yeah. didn't like go with the storyline.
0: Yeah, the story. Yeah. Oh, I, before we before we wrap it up after this, I want to talk about story because that is interesting to me. Uh, I didn't, I don't know if I told you, like, I decided to make it super authentic, that mm-hmm. part. And I wore my actual old IDF army boots. Mm-hmm. It was the worst mistake I made. because <laughs> Can you I can't see your boots. <laughs> I forgot they were broken and I shouldn't wear them anymore. And it ripped all the skin off the back of one of my feet. Oh, and yeah. it didn't, didn't heal for like three or four weeks.
1: Holy and I'm shit. like,
0: that's as authentic army as you can get your boots crap out on you and you have to keep doing. <laughs> and I, I was like, no, oh, I right.
2: mean, like, yeah. we didn't even capture your boots.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I will. Was. It's no not even on
2: camera. It. It's,
0: it's an Easter egg. That's how you'll know. There's two, two Easter eggs is I'm wearing a G-Shock watch, which is what they wear in the IDF. Mm-hmm. And I'm wearing my actual IDF army boots. Mm. I don't know if they're still wearing those types, but those are two Easter eggs I gave you. So if someone really knows their shit, they'll pick up on those things. Mm. Uh, so I like, I, I, I slightly regret that boot Easter egg because I've I, I messed up my foot. For- <laughs> <laughs> but it's not, it's not the worst. I had a toenail come off in the army and it didn't regrow for another three or four months. So that was fun. What? Yeah. Could they
2: you take a even while. walk? You have to. It's Damn.
0: basically, uh, my boots were too small one time and we did a forced march like 20 kilometers and it, my, my toenail had just got jammed into the front of the boot and it, it literally killed the nail. Damn. And then what happened for the next like three or four months, like the new nail was growing underneath it all while I'm in the army <laughs> and still needing to wear boots. So Damn. that's fun. Okay, what was next? Gundersen hmm let's take a look real quick uh there we go Shit. gun disarm is the last skill i'm learning so
3: you go like this with your l to move it my other hand comes underneath and i turn it towards the
1: Costage oh, yeah, okay. take <laughs> do you
0: though okay gun disarms what are
2: your thoughts Um, it was pretty cool. Um, I think the gun disarm was. Okay, so uh, let's separate it into two. There was a pistol disarm and then there was the assault rifle disarm.
0: Uh, I
2: have to stop you right there.
0: There's no such thing as an assault rifle
2: in the country we're filming.
0: That's a media term. Do not use the term. (laughs) Okay, what was it then? Just well, it's a rubber gun, but semi-automatic rifle, fully automatic rifle are the oh, correct okay. terms for the gun people. I will, I will encourage you and every influencer like you to uh, erase the word assault rifle from all people speaking. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> okay, <go on.
2: laughs> okay. Anyway, uh, a semi-automatic gun. Um, the the pistol one was easier to learn, um, but and then because like. The pistol one, it was, like, easier to get a grip on it, and then it was easier to, like, push it out of the way and stuff. Whereas the semi-automatic rifle, they had a strap to attach the body uh, while they were holding the gun as well. So it was, like, a lot of struggle to get the entire gun off their body.
0: Yeah. It's a fight. Yeah, that's what it was. Yeah, exactly. You got to fight
2: more for it. Whereas, like, the um, pistol disarm is more like a quick action. It's like yeah, one
0: step. Yeah. You know. Now The pistol one is actually more likely that it's something someone's going to do in North America because you're getting mm-hmm. robbed or it's a hold-up. If someone's coming up to you, no matter where you are, with a rifle and a sling, that's a messed up situation. Like, why are you in a war zone? Why didn't you run when you started hearing bullets going off? Like, you know, so for someone to get that close to you with a rifle and sling is a tactical error on their part. So that's the opportunity. The advantage of a rifle is I don't need to come anywhere near you to actually shoot you. Handguns are hard to shoot. So it is quite, and you'll see on YouTube, people have successfully disarmed pistols. It's, it's, it happens more than people realize. It also can go horribly wrong as well. Um, but disarming someone with a rifle, it's like the situation itself is like, why are you in that situation
1: (laughs) right so
0: it's going to be a fight for sure and and it's not just cool like take the gun off and then Mm -hmm. back off you know Um, now i'm happy the way you showed it you edited it because that's where you may get a lot of hate is the gun designs because you're gonna get those don't work bro you get all those people there's tons of those people and then i'm like hey i want you to go do a deep dive on youtube and find all the times it did work it's not always graceful and it doesn't always look pretty and they may have done garbage technique but the idea that you can take a gun away from somebody is a real thing Mm -hmm. again they're probably a moron who doesn't really know what they're doing, which is good for you because that's your opportunity. But normally gun disarms for me are advanced techniques because Mm -hmm. if they go wrong and you don't know how to punch, you don't know how to kick, you don't know how to move, you don't know how to control someone, and you don't know how guns work, you're probably getting shot. Mm. You know what I mean? But it's the thing that everyone thinks of. One of the things. Kicking in the nuts and gun disarms is like kramaga, you
2: know? Right, yeah. And knife, and knife. Yeah.
0: yeah. And, and to be honest, I'd rather have someone have a gun in my face than a knife. Because a knife, to me, is like shit. As mm-hmm. you got stabbed like a million
2: times, right? <laughs> yeah. I, like, if the, our training was a real-life scenario, I would have died like 50 times.
0: Yeah. But you did pretty good. Alright, skipping ahead to, uh, I'll just show this briefly here, the beginning part of the test that I put you through, which again is actually really difficult. What I made you do, so good <laughs> for you. push eighty-five. Seconds. So you actually Five, did them three. like really well. What? Yeah. Ready? Go. Turn around. Boom. And,
2: and then we made you Let's run. Go. Yeah, the running part was hard. It was like, uh, at this point, um. Okay. Breathe. My, I was like, so tired. Yeah. And like, I don't know my, my mind during the running, like I was thinking about literally nothing else. It was just like, make it to the next step, make it to the next step. And then once we get to the halfway, it's like, okay, now I know exactly how much distance I need to go back to. And then it was like, okay, okay, make it there, make it to that street, make it to the next street, and then make it to the final destination. Mm. Goal like, it was, setting. like, I literally, like, it wasn't thinking about anything. You know, like, usually when you're, like, sitting there, like, there's a million thoughts in your head. But here, my mind was, like, completely blank
0: yeah running is hard. like and, and the two like the test I had to do is in the Israeli military, that part of it is called the bar or. It's just named after some guy, I think and and uh, you know seventy five push ups, eighty five sit ups, and then a two k run. and the two k run is like a unique distance where it's not quite short distance, but it's not long distance. And it's really difficult to get fast times. i I think the fastest I ever did it was like seven minutes and fifteen seconds, and I like fell over after and At that time, what they wanted for special forces was like seven minutes or under. And I'm like, I Mm -hmm. can't do that. Uh, You did it in 13 minutes and 52 seconds, I think. And I said Mm -hmm. that the infantry standard when I was in the military, I don't know about now, was 845. What I didn't tell you was that we always ran it on a flat circuit, not a hill.
2: (laughs) (laughs) That's a big difference.
0: Yes. But I still think you would have failed. Uh, they probably would have added on a few minutes. Yeah, probably. But the two K run is something that you just practice. And what mm-hmm. I tell people back to that fitness thing is, um, you know, you're in shape for you. I'm not. It doesn't have to be fast, but that you can get up and comfortably run a two K run. And if you can get up and comfortably run a two K run, you're probably in reasonable shape, like in a in a good place mm-hmm. fitness wise. So considering what we just put you through that was actually pretty.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah it was a lot after like the whole day of training yeah yeah, oh, yeah. and no sleep the sleep yeah. is the most important part i feel like yeah. especially because like when i don't sleep i get tired way more easily yeah
0: and and oh i mean isn't that how sleep works <laughs>
2: <laughs> i don't know some people sleep like four hours but i need my eight
0: hour beauty sleep Some people are freaks and have a specific gene that allows them to sleep like that. I need like eight to ten hours some days. Like, yeah, it's like I cannot go without sleep. I, I mean, I can. I take the. Of course, I can. I did it in the military, but I have not had. uh, Okay, phase two of the, of of the test. Oh,
2: this was the coolest part for me. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna die.
0: You did die, but you did well. You did well. So for those who couldn't see, basically, uh, we call it the circle, well, officially, I call it the circle of power. All my students call it the circle of death. And we put you through uh, 10 minutes. No, five minutes, 10 minutes. I can't remember. It was 10 minutes. 10 minutes. Okay. So that's actually what I do on my test is 10 minutes usually. So again, most people would have quit on me. Uh, And you did well. We put you through all the techniques that we showed you. So I had one student who was there. wasn't there for part of it. And he attacked you with something you hadn't learned. I was like, that
2: doesn't count. <laughs> yeah. So basically I was surrounded by like how many people? Six, six
0: or seven people.
2: I yeah. Six or one. seven big men. And um, there were some women, women. Oh, and one, uh, no, two women. Right? Yeah. Two women. Okay. Yeah. Six or seven people. And then I basically had to defend them one at a time. And, yeah. um, they would be attacking me using techniques we learned throughout the training right and um i it was like a couple things i had to be aware of one i had to be aware of like the entire circle because i'd never know who's attacking me so i needed that situational awareness and the second thing is like i literally just learned all these techniques i haven't gone like (laughs) like it hasn't even been 24 hours so I need to like instantly be able to process and remember how to defend against each attack. So that's the second struggle there.
0: Yeah. And, and that circle or variations of it is very common in Kramaga, especially for military application. It's, it's to simulate like the absolute worst, like movie, like, Oh shit situation Mm -hmm. where they just keep coming and you can't run and you have to fight and you got to stay alive. Um, Yeah. But it's cool though. It's cool.
2: It's like the coolest part, you know, like when people, it's like the two main characters are like back to back and they're like surrounded by like a circle of enemies. That's what it felt like.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of what it's supposed to feel like. And, and I'll tell you like, again, I'm very impressed with you. I can't, can't stress that enough because I take like super athletes. And put them through that. And for them, a lot of people who are not used to being pushed to their limits, they have a hard time because they're never really struggling. And then when you finally make them struggle, they start to fall apart. And 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 like that's what it's for. Is I want to push you through limits where you don't want to continue, but you have to to survive. Mm. Right. Yeah. That's what it's really about. And that's like the. In many ways, it's like a core of proper self-defense. I can teach you all the techniques in the world, but if you can't push yourself, how are you going to deal with the adrenaline dump? How are you going to deal with two attackers? You know, So you did good. And then, where is it? The last part was back to sparring. So after we just beat the crap out of you all day, and we had put you through sparring already, after all that, you get to spar again let me see round one
1: hmm.
0: here we go so i put you up against a, a, a big old guy yellow belt popped you hard there. you got yeah good shot there why'd you say sorry
2: <laughs> see, i'm too nice yeah, so that was round one. Then I put you up. I, I, I know exactly why I said sorry because I, I thought I hit him a little too hard. I don't know.
0: And then I put you up against Karch.
2: Okay, he hit me fucking hard, yeah. dude. He 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 hit me so hard.
0: Yeah, Karch is a little bit of a masochist. He loves. He forgets sometimes he's not fighting like pro athletes because he's very athletic and he's actually one of my instructors. So this is against Karach who he was he was pretty mean to you. And the oh. nice music crescendo. Ah. Oh. <laughs> so yeah, Karach. He pushed you really hard and you can see, I don't know. I I pick up on this because of like my training and stuff is compared to the first fight, you're backing up again.
1: Mm.
0: Why do you think that is? (laughs)
2: Because I'm I'm just overwhelmed by his punches. I can't do anything.
0: Yeah. No, that's totally normal. It's like, that's where the training comes. If you train enough, you can overcome that panic. But I, he was being mean. I know he was being, because <laughs> that's him. <laughs> so the fact that you still were willing to throw punches periodically, again, is very good. Uh, and then you, you, oh yeah, you took him down there. That was pretty good. <laughs> that sums up that round. Yeah, I, I got angry at it. Yeah, good. That's normal. And then that's me.
1: Fight back. Nice.
0: You did good. I think I kicked you pretty hard a couple of times. Mm. Yeah. I can't remember.
2: Yeah. I mean, I I was like so happy then. (laughs) Like, yeah, I'm like, this is the last thing I'm doing. Yeah, something that uh, yeah
0: you notice me, me and Karch like it's a very like kramaga thing, and it's not good if I go up against like a pro kickboxer. It's actually a terrible habit. Is the kramaga thing is we just keep going forward. You just keep walking forward because in self defense you want to like you gotta put the pressure on. So like you hit me, I don't care. I walk forward, right? <laughs> uh, I was being nicer to you than Karch. I will just tell you. Yeah, you you were. <laughs> I, I, I could
2: I could notice that. Yeah cuz I'm like hard hit light, yeah move around give
0: let him catch his breath back I want to see also if you're going to start fighting back like are you, yeah. you flip the switch and put the pressure back on me
2: Yeah I think so, I think you give me a little bit more space than Karch did Yeah
0: yeah well he's just going going yeah. Cuz if I go like full Kyokushin where I'm just like boom 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 like you've already been beat up enough I don't want to do that With that being said if you go train with some of the Israeli guys they don't they,
1: they don't care <laughs>
0: yeah <laughs> what i will say is from the sparring of the first sparring to this sparring in only
2: 24 hours
0: you improved
2: mm, for sure like you, like
0: yeah your willingness to fight
2: for sure I, I i definitely noticed that as well
0: yeah and do you want to show the bit where you cried or we should we clip i mean you can and, yeah that's fine and and tell people go watch his video let's go here okay let's share the screen i'll remember to share the screen this time
1: Kind
3: of. That's Karamaga, military style. Never give up. Never surrender. Keep fighting. Be a better version of you, so that you can walk, learn to walk.
0: Zooms out. in on the tears. Good yeah, camera work. Really good.
2: I feel like this entire so motivational. It, uh, that was like the perfect quote at the perfect it, moment. Okay to cry, okay it, to cry. It, Nice. It expanded what I thought I would be possible by myself. Vince, oh, okay. And, it makes me more confident in the future, like if I was ever in a dangerous situation, I know at least I'd be able to like- Survive. Yeah, or yeah. give a fight.
3: Fight if you have to, and if you have to fight, you fight to win. <sighs>
0: that's yeah, like... that's good. <clears throat> and uh, that's actually where you can see I'm probably mildly autistic, because I'm like, <laughs> like <laughs> look, it's like the, the what's that called? Paladega Nights with Will, Will Ferrell. I don't know where to put my hands. <laughs> but yeah, that was a uh, very, very good. Uh, like unplanned, unscripted, like mm-hmm. real moment there. So for, yeah. if you get any haters, just you point them towards the podcast. And be like, no, no, no. Listen to what John said.
2: <laughs> yeah, it was great. Yeah. I, think, I think that was one of my favorite videos. Good. So far.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I hope you do lots of exciting stuff that, that uh, uh, you like like that. But yeah, I'm happy with what we did. Yeah, me too. Very, I was very excited. My wife will be like, I can't wait till this thing gets filmed because <laughs> you will shut up about it. <laughs> did she watch it? Yeah, I think she did. Uh, I'll make her watch it again. She's like busy with the baby. Right, so, right, right. Yeah, she's, she's focused.
2: Did your on- students watch it? Did yeah, Lucas or
0: coach watch it? I I don't know if you noticed know, I put it on our website now as as seen on Half to Go. Oh, <laughs> uh, really? Uh, <laughs> yeah, cuz nice. for me it's like great marketing and then yeah, mm-hmm. I was I love doing it. It's super fun experience. And then uh I have gotten requests like that before and then I look into it and I'm like I'm not so sure about this person and then it doesn't happen and then I when you when sar reached out I'm like Half to Go. I'm not a YouTube person so I'm like ah, and then I looked, I was like,
2: I'm going to make this happen
0: because <laughs> it's cool.
2: Yeah, I really appreciate that.
0: Yeah. And no,
2: especially because like, you, you help so much with the planning process as well.
0: Yeah, and I, I'm I mean, glad I did that. It might have been a little bit more chaotic because <laughs> you come in with expectations and then I have expectations. And then I think one thing I would say if I was to do it again, I would coordinate it a little bit more beforehand again. Like I mm-hmm. should have followed up a bit more uh, because if I'd known you wanted to do like that boot camp thing, I would have had sandbags ready to go. Right, right. And I would have had like mo- a bit more military-ish <laughs> style drills ready to go. Um, yeah. But we, I kind of just took the equipment that I had. It's like, eh, this is good enough. So, but, That's good. Uh, That's good. Pretty good on the flight. Now it's been about two hours before we wrap up. You did say something that I like. I alluded earlier. I find very interesting. Like you said, I didn't put that clip in because it didn't fit the story. So storytelling for your channel and your videos. What's what's kind of your process? Because I, I like I love
2: well that. It's not like it didn't fit. The story, it was more so like the video was too long. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it's
2: 24 hours of
1: content.
0: Sorry, <laughs> uh, you just muted there.
2: Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was a little too long. And uh, I feel like that segment, I don't know, it kind of like, it was a little silly. I mean, it was fun, but it was like, not necessary. Not entirely yeah. necessary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's yeah. why we cut it out so yeah i I
0: don't take any offense to it i'm just curious because like the storytelling process to me the more ironically the more i watch netflix i guess it's not ironic it makes sense more i watch like netflix because we've been at home a lot lately not being able to do much and i'm just like how they wrote the story or like that's Mm -hmm. an interesting like narrative or like i like the way they edited it uh Well, in terms of
2: story there are general storytelling structures um the most basic that i think we learn in school is the like the three act structure right it's a little curve thing right you got the rising tension you got the climax and you got the resolution stuff like that right yeah it's the most basic story structure um and then there's like more complex story structures that are more based on that basic story structure because it's a little hard to plan an entire movie or a video or Mm -hmm. something based on like, three components right like what is act one like what are all the things that go into act one what is act yeah, two yeah. and what is act three so there's additional story structures that basically break down each act into like multiple different sub acts so there's another story structure storytelling structure called save the cat structure which is mm. pretty popular in like film and movies and that's like a 15-part structure where it's like taking you through the three-act journey but like just in more specific detail mm um in terms of how we implement that into youtube um there was a period of time where i tried to like religiously plan out like exactly what we would do in each act of the story but i found that didn't really work too well because one it lacked the spontaneous energy of like yeah. doing something in real life and two it was just like like i felt like it was like a little too um it wasn't f- as fun cuz mm. there was no adventure. Yeah. <clears throat> I, mean, I only did that for like two or three videos. Yeah. Um but so now what we do is like we plan out generally it's like what are the activities we want to hit or like what are the certain points we want to hit. And then uh most of the storytelling would come in the editing process. So we would still try to follow that story structure in editing. But in filming, we would just let the real world play out.
1: Yeah.
0: That makes sense. Because, like, you really... I mean, you kind of know what you were getting up to with me. But you really didn't know. know. Mm-hmm. So, like, if you plan too much and then none of the footage works, it's, like, the, how do you tell that story? Which I think, like, I was trying to tell someone this They. They wanted to shoot something in a certain way. And, and I'm not a like, I, I know basic stuff. And I was like, have you ever edited a video? Today? They're like, no, it doesn't matter. I'm like, because in order to do it, you like, you need to understand the editing in order mm-hmm. to like, understand how the filming goes. So for you, because you understand when you're filming like this, for me, too, when I film stuff, it's like I'm filming, filming, filming. And I'm like, oh, well, I can't, can't edit it like that. So I have to do it or I. I, I'm like, I understand how the editing works. I'm like, ah, I'll just fix it later. Right. Would you say like that the editing aspects is almost more one of the most important things or
2: yeah, for sure. Um, I mean like when I'm filming, I would also think about where this part of the video would go into the edit. One actually one very unique thing about YouTubers, um, is that a lot of people think we're really good at talking, right? <laughs> because, like, everything is just so smooth. There's no mm. buts, no ums, no spaces. It just flows. But a lot of that is because we edit out the ums, buts, and spaces. Yeah. And one unique talking feature of YouTubers is because we're able to do a lot of jump cuts, Yeah. sometimes if I mess up a sentence, it's like, let's say, today I'm here with... John or whatever, and we're training Krav Maga. And let's say I like I notice I mess up. It's like today I'm here, and I notice I mess up there. I would just like today I'm here. Pause, and I would literally just restart the sentence from the beginning again because I know in editing it's better if I say the sentence entirely. Mm -hmm. Yeah. um, So we can edit out the previous parts yeah (laughs) so like i would sometimes pause halfway and then through a sentence and then just re-say the sentence
0: yeah and i I thought like i've been on an extra on on film sets and other stuff and uh i understand like again very loosely and understand the process and yeah i would say you like did a very good job like it was easy to work with you and like you understood and we went with the flow and it it did certainly make it super fun for sure
2: So Mm -hmm. like
0: it's it's uh plus you're a nice guy it was fun to work with you and Sarah's really cool too thank you as well yeah. you're very
2: nice as well it depends who you
0: ask <laughs> you either get fuck that guy that he's an asshole or like oh he's so nice it really depends
2: <laughs> I-, I think we meshed well because i i would say i'm pretty like straightforward as well so yeah. like both of us are just say how it is so i i like that
0: good now Uh i'm gonna ask you one last cliche question before we wrap it up. It's total cliche, but I'm gonna ask it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, what advice do you have for any aspiring YouTubers or like important <laughs> points?
2: Just do it. Just, Just do it. A cliche question, cliche <laughs> answer. No, um, I'll get more specific. Um, what advice? I think. I don't think, okay, my advice is I think your first 20 videos are going to be bad. That's my advice. But you must make those first 20 videos. That makes sense. So, you like, no matter what, you need to get through those 20 videos. And after that, you can, like, seek views or whatever. But, like, in the beginning, I would say the main tip is just learn the skills necessary to make an interesting video and that usually requires around like 20 videos to get like somewhat decent
0: yeah i think that's i i hilarious that you say that because i'm not going to name names someone maybe that i'm married to during the pandemic wanted to do some videos and I am not OCD, and I don't know, maybe they are. And so, in the editing process, I don't like how you edit. Why do we have no views? I'm like, we've released like three videos, <laughs> like, give it some time. So, I think, I think that, uh, well, I, I
2: like in the beginning, I don't even think you should look for views because, yeah, I don't think your video would deserve views,
1: <laughs> right? <Probably laughs> in a <not>. sense, <laughs> like,
2: because, like, I, I I mean there's more technical stuff we can get into it's like okay we we could make in the beginning to grow our youtube channel you should probably make make search-based content because it's probably not going to get browsed or suggested because your video probably sucks so you make search-based content with a decent search volume and then um after that you would make like browse-based content within the same niche yeah but Anyway, um, yeah. but I would say before you even think about all the analytics stuff and growing views, I think you need to be competent in editing, filming, scripting, and all that. So what you're saying
0: is I was right and uh, my other half was wrong.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, probably. Uh, yeah, I mean that's that's usually I'm, the way it is, right? You're always right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Um, and it's like, well, for me, like doing this podcast when it starts to feel like too much work i take a i break and when it's fun again i start it up again i don't mm-hmm. know if that if that's for you like but you probably make way more money doing it than i do. I just do it for fun
2: personally i, I don't yeah. think i can do that anymore i mean it <laughs> used to be like that yeah. but now like i i i'm looking to expand and hire yeah. more people and if i take a break then they don't have anything to work Game on over so right. that yeah, doesn't so- work
0: but good for you like to get to that point that's like amazing like that's hard to do that so that's amazing that you're at that point okay Uh, i think i think we talked about a lot of the stuff is there anything that you wanted to get in here that uh you thought we wanted to cover or you wanted to cover that we didn't talk about
2: no i think that was perfect um thank you so much for having me and thank you so much for showing me the ways of krav maga and pushing me past my limits it was honestly a great experience life-changing
0: great awesome i'm happy i could do that for you
2: i definitely recommend people spending 20k
0: with you yeah come on 20k um other than your youtube channel where can people find you on the
2: internet uh just uh, anywhere half go any social media uh, i'm i'm on there
0: and see all his shenanigans uh thanks for coming on and again it was so much fun filming the boot camp Kramaga camp with you mm-hmm. alright All right.
2: thank you so much thank
3: yeah. you so much John thank you for listening to the Warriors Den podcast if you like this podcast and our content make sure you support us in the many various ways you can the easy and free ways start with liking, subscribing, following and leaving a positive review wherever you may be listening or watching
2: you're listening to the Warriors Day. Warrior's Day, brought to you by Urban Tactics Krav Maga,
1: turning lambs into lions.